Welcome to Sports and Stogies. Now, introducing your hosts, Cameron Winklewitz and Austin Hayes. All right, SNS Nation, it has come to my attention that an apology is due. I missed last week because I had my last test for fire. You guys were made to believe that it was like what was going to uh, be my certification, but that that's not what it was. It was like my last test in the actual class, you know, not a certification test. And uh, I also need to apologize because tonight I am not in costume. Uh, you know, long story, went to the ER this morning and uh, like, what are you two both laughing about? Finish your apology. Carry on. Okay. My left lung is not in the best shape, so I'm hurting pretty bad. Okay, and, uh, dude. Tell them what's him actually Let going him on, please. Okay. Let him finish. It's called pleurisy, so basically what happens is your lungs have these little, like, tissue pocket thingies around them that have, like, fluid in it, right? Yeah, it's called the oblique. <laughs> basically, mine's <laughs> fucked up. Whoa, sir, please. <laughs> Curse in an apology. Why not? It's got to be sincere. It was sincere. <laughs> my, my mistake. Carry on. Am carry I on. not allowed to? Carry on. So mine is messed up because uh, that fluid's leaking. So it just hurts really bad to breathe. And I didn't feel like getting in the costume. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. Cam, how would you rate that apology? Probably like a two out of ten. At best, I'm thinking lower than that, honestly. What? I didn't hear the words. I'm sorry. I didn't do that at any point. I did say I'm sorry. No, you said it's come to my attention that I need to apologize. And then you <laughs> never apologize. That's a, that's not how you start an apology. It's come to my attention. No, that's not sincere. That means we told you to apologize, which you is did. also what happened. But you can't say that. You told me to apologize, and then you said uh, to <clears throat> the viewers, like it was our fault. Yeah, like we we told them, we, we like we misled the viewers. You said it was for my certification. No, but no, it's no. Not. That's what you told us. You told no, us I said it was, it was my last test. In the test. Class. Yeah. So we said it was your final test. Which we, said, is, we said you were cramming all night. And I you was. were cramming for two days I when was. it was a vocabulary test. It was not a vocabulary test. It was a chapter test. It was multiple chapter tests. Your last couple chapters. Not last couple. Yeah. Okay, the important factor here is did you pass? I did. Apparently barely. Barely, yeah. By hey, the, but you know what? By the These get diplomas. They so do. that means you probably could have been on last week's show. Just saying. Mm. And maybe your lung wouldn't be messed up if you were. My next question, arguably more important. What was your favorite part of last week's show? My favorite part of last week's show is when you guys had to mention that I have A.J. Brown and Tyree Kill and have the highest scoring team in the so league. So he did listen. How about I made that? him. Well, still you listened. He didn't make me do anything. Just like I dude. made you apologize. So well, it was, no, it was brought to his attention. It was brought to your attention that you should start listening to episodes that you're not here for. Don't put the helmet on. It's not going to work. You're going to break your laptop. How am I going to break the laptop? It's going to fall off your giant head. Off. No. Can we just get that helmet out of here? We really should. It's Shane clearly going to be a problem. When it comes to props, Shane is not to be trusted. Yeah, this is clearly going to be an issue. It's not a problem. It's already a problem. It's been a problem all night. I don't think so. It's been a problem since you got here. <clears throat> the first thing you grabbed when you walked in was the helmet. Yeah, I saw a space helmet sitting on the desk, and I expected to not pick it up. Um, when you're not wearing a costume, that's exactly what you're expecting to not do. And there's an astronaut do. in the room. How did I know you were you an astronaut? You don't touch his helmet, dude. How did I know? It was a patch on his uniform that says astronaut. <laughs> that's not. Yeah, I, I'm looking at it. says space shuttle right here. 
So the space Where? shuttle on that side says astronaut right here. Fake news. They're going to see it. And then you're going to look dumb. Fake news. That's fine. Well, on that note, uh, fine people out there who are listening, somehow still, go ahead and pull up that chair. Pour up that drink. Light that cigar. Because it's time for episode 60 of Sports and Stogies. Camp. Another milestone. Uh, it's, a, it's a round number. I think every 10 is a milestone. Yeah. I feel like we're past where 10 is a milestone now. Where we, are we at? at milestones. I think now. it's probably 10 for you. No, because like... I thought it was when you... It's 10 up to 100. And when yeah, it gets to 100, it changes. 50, and then your anniversary, and then 100, and then 200. Like, no one's celebrating 130. Yeah. Well, I know. I'm saying that's when it goes up, though. Yeah. We're on the same page here. Shane's kind of off the course as usual. Am I lagging behind? I think you're lagging a little bit. A little dude. bit. I'm, I figured after a year, it would just go to, like, episode 100. You guys learn, like, the fireman's carry, right? Like, how to, how to carry people out of burning buildings? Yeah. Me and Cam are kind of carrying you. No. And we're honored to do so. I know you're in a little rough physical shape. I get that. That was another thing. You made it sound like your lung was about to just, is dead. That's like my lungs in rough shape, guys. No, he has black lung. I probably shouldn't even be here tonight. It I is in rough still shape. Still be in the hospital. I was at the hospital this morning. I know, but you're acting like you can't breathe at all. It hurts. To be fair, I've, I've not actually seen him breathe tonight, so I'm inclined to believe him. Now, could the apology have been better? Yes, of course. Is he in pain? Probably. Is it severe? Probably not. They gave me Toradol, dude. I don't know know what that is. Think like ibuprofen times a million, and you can't get it in a pill. It's only an IV form. So you have an IV at home? No, it was at the hospital. You're shooting up drugs? They gave it to me at the hospital. Oh, okay. okay. That was a, well, I mean, I know a lot of people that go in there and probably get the same thing and have nothing wrong with them. Toradol is not like, it's not one of those drugs where you're like all messed up. It's literally just like Advil on steroids. So you're taking steroids? All day. I'm here for that. I respect that, actually. Yeah. Gains. Get those gains. Is it making you better so far? Because it didn't help the apology. I know that. Wore off, so now. Definitely not buffed up the <laughs> apology, dude. That's for sure. <laughs> Wordplay, still bad. All right, Cam, give us some promo here. Well, Shane's back. He's the promo do guy. Do we trust him right now in this condition? I think you could do it. Can you handle the promo? I'll let one of you guys take it. That's what I thought. Cam, take it away. Take it away. What are you going to do take tonight? It away. Take it away. I'm doing stuff. Okay. You're just playing on your computer. No, I'm trying to get stuff pulled up that I know we're going to talk about. Promo. Interesting. <clears throat> All right. Um, I'm way off my game right now. See, you got to be able to improvise when things but don't go according to plan. It's not even according to plan. There's just I'm really I feel really aggressive right now. You usually are, especially towards Shane. Like way more aggressive than normal. That's you're already at like an eight out of ten most yeah, nights. I'm like eleven. Really? Yeah. Go ahead and zip unzip that uh, costume <laughs> a little bit. Fired more. up, dude. <laughs> <clears throat> but anyways, you know where to follow us and where to watch us or listen to us. Yes, it is watching on YouTube. Because it is technically a YouTube video. No one's actually There's watching There's nothing on there now. to watch, though. So you're not allowed to correct me when I say, watch this. Okay. Not, so be it. So be it. It is technically a YouTube video. Yeah, but nobody's actually watching just the SNS it's logo there technically for that a YouTube video. Soon to be actual video. Soon to be. Hopefully. <clears throat> YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, X, TikTok, 
Reddit, all at Sports and Stogies. Reach out, fan questions, interact with our posts. We're going to, I believe we have a YouTube short coming out with the show. Yep, tomorrow will be the review of the November edition of the Tip Top Smoke Emporium Cigar of the Month Club, which is four sticks this month. Doing a little holiday bonus. That's yeah, usually just oh, three. It's usually three. Yeah. Okay. But also, now he does a premium uh, cigar of the month club. So I think it's fifty bucks, but you're getting like top end sticks uh, More that just top started. Than you already are. Exactly. You're, we're talking. I mean, we got a Fuente this month. Yeah. Spoiler alert. So. I don't know how much more well, handy he can get. But. On the plus side, your short will come out before the show. Uh, I might wait till Thursday. No, because tomorrow's the actual first. I'll do it tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. So. Either way, if you guys are not involved with the Tip Top Smoke Emporium Cigar of the Month Club, you're missing out. Snag them up whenever they become available. I think I, there are spots open. I think six right now for the premium. I think the regular may be full, but always worth at least checking out. If you're not local. Dipping? I'm debating it. My thing is, I buy the premium stuff anyway. I yeah. like getting the things that I maybe wouldn't buy from the regular uh, Cigar of the Month Club. Makes sense. So I'm probably going to stand pat where I'm at right now. Because again, any new stuff he gets in that's like high-end, I'm going to go buy regardless. Yeah, that's true. Including what I got for us today, which we'll touch on here in a minute. But first things first, what are you dressed up as? I'm an astronaut. As you guys will see in our promo pictures... We all came suited up today, besides one of us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all of used loosely. 66.6%, to be exact, of us are uh, suited up. From 1 to 10, how comfortable is that costume? <clears throat> really not that bad. Right now, it looks like a 10. Right now, it's a 10. Because you're fully unzipped, no helmet. When it's full zipped up, gets to about an 8. The helmet is very uncomfortable. Only because I had to take like half the foam out. Originally, I had taken it all out, but that didn't work. Way too loose. Ah, uh, you don't want that. So I was like, okay, I can put half of it in, and now it just sits awkwardly. So well, last time you got to wear it. Yeah, so th- there's that. Exactly. You probably give gonna, it to Shane. I'm gonna put it in the garage. Little uh, memento. Just to have a space helmet laying around. Yeah, it's not gonna cool. hurt anything, you know. Adds to guy stuff. Shane, what would you say uh, you're dressed as currently? I'd say I'm dressed as a uh, an executive producer. Where'd you go for that costume? Uh, Spirit of Halloween, surely, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You Hence know. why he's pretending to pull stuff up on the laptop. I am pulling stuff he's up. He's going full character. I love it. You're a method actor, dude. I'm pulling nice. stuff up, dude. Now, Shane goes full in on his roles. Except and it's one about, he apologies. Yeah, <laughs> Absolutely. All out. I, for one, am dressed as the one and only Indiana Jones. Went to uh, Rural King, got some work pants, got a work shirt, <laughs> cut the sleeves off. And I only did this because, actually, I bought the jacket first, just to have a brown leather jacket. And I'm thinking to myself, I can, I can build a costume around this. Go order me a fedora. Got my leather-bound journal here. No whip, no satchel, so it's 80% of the way there, but... You do have the leather-bound journal, though. The journal's a nice touch. And the hat's dope, too. The hat is nice. I wish I could kind of pull it off, like, year-round. I was going to say, you you probably could. I'm not the kind of the guy. The hat's tough. Know. The hat's tough, for sure. Very much so. In you Ohio. can definitely wear the cut-off work shirt. Oh, it's, yeah, it's a regular shirt. You can definitely wear work pants. You can definitely wear the brown leather. Plus, with mustache November around the corner. <sighs> brown leather's going to be nice. Big time. 
you could now you're doing a little moose from Top Gun Maverick. I don't think they're ready for that. Without even realizing it. <laughs> I don't think they're ready, dude. Let's throw an Air Force patch on there, son. That's stolen Valor. I can't do that. Doesn't have to be a real one. You can just say, like, that says Space Shuttle. You just have <laughs> one that says Airplane. <laughs> that could work. I'm down for that. Just throw an Airplane patch on there, dude. <laughs> now, uh, for this special Halloween episode, I was going to go with a Halloween-themed cigar for you, but I bought something else today that I couldn't resist giving you immediately. We all know that your favorite cigar is the Alec Bradley Magic Toast. This one should be a step above. This is the Alec Bradley Magic Toast 5th Anniversary. And it is magical. New shape? I think it is kind of Halloween themed. Uh, You can parlay into that. It's like mystical. Yeah. Like the band is like a mystical, which Halloween is like the gateway, whatever, underworld, all the demons come out to play or whatever all that stuff halloween town hocus pocus all that, all the places all the spells my source know. material yeah <coughs> but uh very good do you know the blend on that i assume it's the same as the regular magic toast i'll have to look it up uh be a new shape i know that kind of yeah. a kind of a figurado thing going on a little bigger yeah it tapers on both ends it's Looks like it's burning great. Great smoke production. Flavor-wise, still just as complex as the usual Magic yep. Toast. Getting a ton of notes. Um, dark chocolate. Getting like a peanut. Like a, it's almost giving me like a Snickers vibe right now. Well, that's, in that case, very Halloween-themed. Yeah. Which we'll touch on again in one of our fan questions. Well, I'm glad you enjoy it. I'm going to smoke mine probably tomorrow or over the weekend at some point. But if you guys want one, you better hurry up because Greg said they're going to sell out probably pretty quick. They're very popular. The fifth year especially, I've not seen it anywhere else around here. They're pretty new. So head out to Tip Top or TipTopSmoke.com. Great cigar, Mike Zimmer. I'd highly recommend it. Yeah, personal recommendation to our boy MZ, who I don't think listens to the show anyway, but we'll clip that part for him. I've got the Tatawahe Monster Series. This is called the Face Redux. It's kind of their Halloween stick. They do one each year. Uh, the first one is like the box was like Michael Myers ish. Mm. Um, this is a six by fifty four, six and three eighths by fifty six. So a Toro Gordo, a Mexican Sinatra wrapper, which of course is my favorite, and then Nicaraguan binders and fillers. So far, great burn. Relatively even, a little bit wonky on the side, but I think it was mostly me. But very good smoke production, nice loose draw. Flavor-wise, much more spice-forward than I anticipated. But I'm not hating it. It's not overpowering. It's not just like a pure spice bomb. Would you say it's monstrous? In size, at least, yeah. It's pretty monstrous. Nice. I'm kind of scared, actually. I'm feeling that vibe. And Shane, what are you puffing on today? Absolutely nothing. Good man. Bad for your lungs. Shane, taking a break from... Inhaling smoke products. No, not not a break, dude. I'm done. At least like with no cigars. I'll do cigars okay. when this clears up. But After you're healed, I am I am done with. In all seriousness, I do hope you get better soon. Yeah. I don't know what you have or how serious it actually is, but I'd imagine fluid leaking anywhere in your body is not good. It's not so much the leaking that's a problem. It's like how since uh, it's just dry in there, it's just rubbing up against it, so it just hurts. Friction. Yeah. yeah. 
Fluid is still definitely a problem. Yeah, it's any, still definitely any, a problem. Any place you don't that, just yeah. want fluid leaking out of your body. Yeah, no. fluid where it shouldn't be is never a good thing. So what's the fix? Did they tell you? Like, Since it's technically an infection, antibiotics, and then just going through it, you just have to wait it out. It just magically heals itself back up? Because it's an infection. So what the body does. The infection, yeah. yeah. Normally, like, a leak is caused because something is missing, right? So, in my eyes, when you say it's leaking out of this... It's not like I have a hole in my lung. It's like... I'm not saying your lung, like a hole in the... The little membrane. The sack. Yeah. Well, it's caused by an... Okay. It's caused, like, by an infection. So, once the infection clears up, it just kind of... The hole closes right back up. Sack's good to go. Sack's good to go, dude. It is important to Back you actually have a healthy sack. Yeah. But, uh, that's really all I think about. I'm glad you called me earlier and said that you're good to go with sex. <laughs> sex on the upswing. So that's, uh, That definitely lifted my spirits. <laughs> well, we're pairing our smokes today with another bottle on our scratch and sip board. The Elijah Craig Toasted Barrel. The ever-elusive, hard-to-find Toasted Barrel from Elijah Craig. It's 94 proof. I don't know the exact mash bill. But uh, it's, of course, regular Lodge Craig, aged for, you know, five, six, seven years, and then aged in a second barrel, a heavily toasted barrel, to get even more oak influence. So it should be nice and oaky, maybe a little bit of char flavor, and yet still maintaining that typical, like, brown sugar, caramel, typical Elijah Craig bourbon kind of notes. Yeah, you pretty much hit the nail on the head with that one. After the first sip, the little sample, you get a oak, very oak-forward not really a whole lot of char. <coughs> At least I didn't get a whole lot of char. <coughs> but yeah, definitely those standard notes of this sweet. So Yeah, sweet. I agree with you. Not a whole lot of char there. But definitely heavy oak influence. Definitely an oak bomb, if you got your into that kind of thing. This went for about fifty bucks. Now depending where you go, it might be marked up more because it is kind of hard to find. But uh, so far, so good. Pairing well with the smoke. How about some fan cues? Start with the Halloween ones. Shane, what is the best Halloween candy? <clears throat> so are we talking like... Your favorite. Like exclusively, it's only your out favorite. You were trick-or-treating. This is the one you were trading all your friends What are you for? trading if you have five Tootsie Rolls for one of these? Okay. Let me get some Reese's. The standard Reese's cup? Yeah, or the, like the Halloween ones where they're like shaped the like a jack-o'-lantern. Even better. Yeah. 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 For some reason, they do taste better. They do. It's the ratio of chocolate to peanut butter. I think it is. Uh, there's a lot more peanut butter. Because the, I disagree. I think the jack-o'-lanterns have more chocolate. You think so? No, I think there's more peanut butter. The, th- the chocolate's thicker, though. Yeah, but you do get a lot more peanut butter, I feel like, in comparison. I think it's like a peanut butter blast, though. So, I don't yeah. think it's as evenly spread because the pumpkins are usually fatter in the middle. <clears throat> And the chocolate's not as thick in the middle. It's thicker on the outside. Whatever it is, uh, it's very well balanced. And I love good. them very, very much. Do you have an answer, Cam? Almond Joys, dude. Really? Absolutely. That is completely out of left field. That was the one that I was throwing away. Yeah, I'm, I'm no, giving dude. those away, dude. Yeah, yeah, and I'm taking them all. But you're the guy to go to, apparently. Yeah, I'm an Almond Joy guy, dude. Really? Love them. I love coconut. See, that's why I'm, I'm not really a fan. Yeah, give me Almond Joys all day. That's like, a hot take. I feel like you're the first person I've ever heard say that. Well, As like their number one. Yeah. It's better than candy corn. 
Well, so with anything. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> how literally Which apparently people are saying, like, candy corn is like Nickelback. Like, it's unnecessarily okay. hated. Come on now. And I completely disagree. Nickelback's got, like, three great albums. What's Candy Corn's greatest hit? Nothing. I feel like... You throw it at your friends? There's okay. <laughs> okay. I mean... Probably the only use for it. It's not a good candy, but it's not like I'll throw up if I eat it. It's not like that bad. Although people say if you do, like, it's like two candy corns and three peanuts, it tastes like a payday. Okay. And if I have to get math involved in how I eat my yeah, candy, no. it's not good. My personal favorite is the Snickers. Can never go wrong. The bite size, especially, just the perfect ratio. Got about half a million of those in my house. Well, bring them to work. They'll be taken care of. That can be arranged. Uh, maybe I'll grab you a bag of almond joys tomorrow. Any of those bites, like Three Musketeers, Game Milky over, Way, yeah. those little Hershey's, dude. I've never been a Hershey fan. Really? Just like the kisses, or like the actual just no, Hershey like the bars? Actual little Hershey bars. They're okay, but I do love the uh, the cookies and cream Hershey's. Oh, very those good. Are, that's big yeah. time. Yeah. Well, it's because, in my opinion, just a regular milk chocolate bar with nothing else. But it's and it's not like high quality chocolate. It's just yeah, it's schmeh. Like it's fine. It's not the worst. But I'm, I'm trading it though. Definitely one of my tradables. On we used to play like candy poker. Did you ever do that? Oh, of course, every kid does that. Okay. I mean, it probably wasn't poker, but we pretended like we were playing. Oh, we played. Yes, yeah, I wasn't that cool at that age. Yeah. I, I come from a card <laughs> playing a family. Yeah, you were throwing dice for, for, uh, <laughs> we were, for some almond joys. We were playing craps in the, <laughs> craps in the alleyway for some almond joys. <laughs> That's when you know you hit rock bottom. <laughs> I got it. Lost my last almond joy. What am I going to tell the wife? <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> Shane, what is your favorite horror or Halloween movie? I'm a big fan of the Saw franchise. Like the original one, dude. One of the best, like... They were definitely, like... I don't even know what kind of movies they are. I think they're Because it's like a movies. thriller. Yeah. But then they try to do, like... The older ones with, like, the pig, when they would always use yeah. the pig, and it would always, like, be in strobe lights and stuff. That's creepy. Yeah. But I feel like now, like, after you get past four... They're not good. They're not good. They don't do that anymore. They're it's not just, scary. It's just uncomfortable. Yeah. So, like... Very uncomfortable. The original saw... Probably one of my top five horror movies. I'll give you that. Saw um, one is fantastic. Yeah. But like, it's all kind of downhill from there. Up to four. I don't like three. I th- uh, well, I think the story continues through the first four. Yeah. It kind of disappears after five. And then six. Six is okay. I'll be honest. That's the insurance But the one. thing about five through 13 is the traps get better. They do. So you can't even hate them Have if you, you're a Saw fan. Did you I haven't get seen the, the newest one. Dude, it's, the traps in the newest one are crazy. Um, no, you can't hate on the movies. It's just there no, there's no plot. You're just watching it to watch people get hurt. But there used to be. There used to be, yeah. It used to be like a soap opera, dude. Yeah. It's That's nuts. why they were cool. Now, the, in the newest one, John Kramer is like the protagonist. He is. It takes place in between one and two. Oh, so we're going like complete timeline yeah. jump back. We're going yeah. way back. I've only seen like four of them. Yeah. Out of what? Is it actually Honestly, 13 now? I think it's 11. Uh... It is 11. Like I saw 1 and 2. I saw, what's a Spiral? Then you probably saw Rock. 1 and 2 again at some point. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> like, anything from 5 to 11, I, I really couldn't care less the about. The movie Jigsaw was good. I liked that Didn't one. Didn't see that one. I did like that. That was pretty, de- pretty decent. Yeah. I thought the laser trap was kind of weird for a Saw movie. It was, but I liked modern. It. Yeah. 
Actually, I think was it Saw Five where they they poke a hole in that guy's lung, uh-huh. and he's got like fluid leaking through. Yeah, and he's got to decide like, do I put a costume on or not? That's that is his life decision, and he didn't. Wait, and it cost him. It did. The weird thing is that you're actually right. In Saw Five, he jams a little pin in his in his throat thing to breathe because he puts him in a box of water. Yeah, spoilers. Come on now. Uh, if you haven't seen Saw Five, by <laughs> you're now, probably not watching. You're probably it. not watching it. Cam, your favorite uh, horror movie. Oh man! Or Halloween tough. specific kind of horror movie. This is tough. You're a big horror guy overall. Uh, I used to literally only watch horror movies. Yeah, and it probably was why I had why I didn't sleep a lot. But I used to watch them and like fall asleep during them. Oh, so you're a seasoned vet. Yeah, I used to literally just watch every horror movie that was on all the streaming platforms. <clears throat> Halloween movies specifically. There's a lot of good ones. There's a lot of bad ones. And a lot of bad good ones. That's the thing about horror. Like, oh, dude. Bad horror is its own genre unto itself. Because it's funny. Because, yeah, they're aware. Like, is this is a B-horror yeah. movie. It's going to oh, be funny. And Because, honestly, my favorite bad horror movie is called Satan's Little Helper. Uh, you've told me about that a time or two. I haven't seen this. Dude, it was on Netflix. I don't even know for how long. <laughs> Maybe just one day that you happened to catch it. Could have been. But it is the funniest bad movie I've ever seen in my life. And it's supposed to be scary. So it's, it's Halloween. The night of Halloween is when this takes place. And this little kid, he's maybe 10 at most. His sister brings her boyfriend <clears throat> home and he's wearing a mask because it's Halloween. And like him, he's supposed to bond with her little brother or whatever. Yeah. Turns out this isn't her boyfriend. It's actual Satan. Oh. But they do bond. They do. So they like... Uh, the, just the scene that pops out in my head is they're at the grocery store and they're riding, driving through the uh, the kids in the cart and they're just running through the parking lot. Satan and the little kid. Yeah. Satan's pushing the cart. And they're just running people over with the cart. And they're like, these people are exploding <laughs> very gorily. So like this, this had a decent budget to be able to do gore. Probably not. No, it's not done good. <laughs> oh, it's, okay. We're still talking B-movie here. And the kid goes... That's 50 points. That was an old lady. <laughs> and they're like keeping score. It is just such a bad, funny movie. I got to know, like, what's, what's the <coughs> ending? Does the kid just become Satan's son or does Satan go back to hell? Or does it just I'm end? Sure, yeah, it just kind of ends. Like, man, all is <clears throat> over. I'm going to bed now. Like, they get back and her boyfriend's there. And they're like, who's that? And he's like, I'm Satan. <laughs> I gotta check that out. It sounds pretty yeah, hilarious. Watch it again. Speaking of so <clears throat> bad, it's good. This uh, a couple days ago, me and Michaela are like, we want to go to the movies, but there's like nothing. Explain to the, the uh, folks at home who Michaela is. My girlfriend. So we're looking through Taylor Swift, and uh, we're looking at the movies. We were going to go see that new DiCaprio movie, but it's like three and a half hours. Dude, phenomenal though. And you saw it without a doubt. Okay, I don't know how like much. Like how big you are into those kind of movies. I mean, oh, it's three and a half huge. hours, like just pretty much pure dialogue. But it, it was just too late, though. Like we went at yeah. like ten o'clock. Yeah. That didn't seem enticing. But the only movie with a showtime that would get us out of there, like before, it's gotta midnight, be only one thing. Five Nights at Freddy's. Of course, that movie was horrible. I heard they went like purely into the lore and not scary. Maybe like <clears throat> five minutes of it. Did they know was, it was horrible? Was it self-aware? No, horrible, or it was actually bad. It was not self-aware. Me and Michaela were the only people in the theater laughing. 
there were like people dressed up like in the outfits uh, and they were like getting into it. Yeah, because Five Nights at Freddy's <laughs> is like a cult. It is. And like I'm talking, these people went all out and we're just cackling like as these people are so invested. So if you're a Five Nights at Freddy's fan, is it a good movie? Maybe. I mean, it's just like there's no horror at all. Well, there's, like I said, I'm pretty sure they went more towards the actual story and not as much as like the jump scares like the game. I don't... But, like, the cult following that Five Nights at Freddy's has is unreal. It's insane. Like, I've watched I've watched all the, like, uh, oh, what's that YouTuber's name? He does, like, video game lore. Oh, man. It doesn't matter. But I've no. watched all those. It's super fascinating. Like, all the stuff people come up with. But, like, I don't know if I'd watch the movie. See, I don't know anything about the lore, so I don't know if it was good or not. Any one of those for me, like, when it comes out on Max... It's on and Peacock. I'm, um, I think it's, it's already, already on Peacock? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. I think it released on Peacock and Like theaters. simultaneous? Yeah, because okay. it's a Peacock-made movie. Gotcha, gotcha. <clears throat> I, I will say I did like having Matthew Lillard in it. That was a nice It's been touch. a while since I've seen a movie with him. He was I, uh, actually, I just watched the first screen for the first time ever, like oh, last week. For the, the first OG. time ever? For the first time ever, yeah. The OG. How's like, it? Great Matthew Lillard. Crack into your, into your rankings? Great, because again, it, like, it knows what it is. Mm-hmm. It's hilarious. It's self-referentially hilarious, and overall, I mean, yeah, I loved it. Okay. Uh, as far as you know, all-time horror, Exorcist got to be top yeah. three at least. The Shining. Yeah. And there's a bunch of great new stuff too, like the past ten years. Conjuring series is phenomenal. Love the Conjuring. Just watched <clears> the first <throat> one again, like last week. Hereditary. Well, I guess, f- dude. Yeah, that movie was. I'll do an hour just on just that movie. But as far as my Halloween movie goes, I like. Uh... The original Elm Street. That? The original Halloween? Yeah. yeah. Iconic, of course. No, my favorite is, oh, I think it's Halloween 2. Maybe 3. 3 but is a Season of the Witch, I think, which is pretty well received. Is that the one where they shoot him a whole bunch before he falls into the grave? That's like every movie. No. Yeah, that's literally... No, my, it's the, the only reason why it's my favorite is because there's this scene. They're having a house party, and Michael Myers comes in and starts killing people. And there's this there's this dude with really long dreads. He's a black guy, and he he's like, "All right, you want to fight? Let's fight." And he says, "Karate kick," and then he does like a spinning back kick and kicks Michael Myers in the face. And I'm like, "That takes some balls." Did he live? He just gets stabbed to death oh, immediately. What a letdown! What a letdown! But that is one of my favorite all time scenes. Uh, one of my favorite things recently, in the same vein as like being self aware and being funny, the uh, the Fear Street series on Netflix. Solid. Really fun, man. Again, I, not super scary, but like well-made, like throwback, yeah, fun Halloween kind of movie. I really liked the 1980s one. I think that was the best of the. Uh, they're at the camp. No, when they're um, or wait, yeah, and then it takes them into the uh, the convenience store market, whatever. That's the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that one a lot. Then you get the uh, the <clears throat> retro like 1600s with the preacher and all that stuff. That was cool. Yeah, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. <clears throat> I thought that had so a really yeah, mine's- good. Locked in original Nightmare on Elm Street. What are you locking in? If I'm going all time, number one horror, uh, Exorcist for sure. Again, not really maybe the scariest, but the one that made the biggest impact on me. Uh, terrifying. And it's too. pretty damn yeah. scary. Yeah. Yeah. The one for me, grow like when I was younger, it's the Haunting in Connecticut. That got me when they start. Uh, the dude's like looking up, but all the ectoplasms coming out of his mouth. Yeah. Ooh. I just watched The Descent for the first time this month. 
Dude. How do you feel about that? Do I have a story about that movie? Save that for a second. Even before the monsters came in, terrifying. Like, I'll never go in a cave. That's, no, to me, that's, no. that's, I'd rather swim in the ocean. And you guys know how much I hate the ocean. <laughs> Absolutely, we'll never go to cave. And maybe. then when the monsters come out of nowhere, it's like this went from zero to 60. This went from 60 to 100 real quick. Insane. Yeah, I was, like, it's rare that I get actually scared watching a horror movie. But I was like on the edge it's of my like seat. It's like a very uneasy like, sweating. Feeling. Yeah, it's yeah. really uncomfortable. I think the most uneasy that I felt during a movie was the first time I watched Blair Witch. Same kind of vein? Yeah. 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 There's just something about a cave, dude. It feels so real. It does. I mean, it was. It's, it's like, like we're actually filming in it's real like caves. <clears throat> remnant of like uh, Hills Have Eyes. Yeah. Like it's just that. Why would you even be there? This can't be fun. What are you getting out of this? Yeah. So what's who, your story about? Cave dives? How does this story factor in here? Because I know you weren't actually it's in a cave. A, it's a spooky. No, it's about the movie. Okay. So, my dad had just moved in to his, I think it was an apartment. Uh, I was like eight, I think, really young. And we're sitting there with his girlfriend at the time, me, my brother, her, and he's in the, he goes and takes a shower. We're watching The Descent. I have no memory of the movie at all. <clears throat> and he comes out, and he's like, oh, this is funny. Good joke. And we're like, what are you talking about, dude? We're watching the movie. And apparently, he never brought me and my brother in there. But apparently, on the mirror was written in the fog, seven days till Red Rum. Whoa. What? <laughs> and Red Rum backwards is murder. Of course, yeah. The Shining, yeah. We moved out in six days. <sighs> Thank God he didn't stay for that one extra yeah. day. And yeah, none of us moved off the couch. That's terrifying. To my recollection. And the thing is, you know he wasn't joking because he actually moved in six days. Yeah. He was serious. Speaking of your dad. And that could be just the memory. I, I also think like I made up memories from when I was a kid. A lot of kids do. Yeah. So like I don't know if that's a real memory or not. I choose to believe that it is. So do I. But your dad may have won Halloween this year. Uh, I'll definitely be posting a picture. Again, the, the commitment is yeah. second to none. He was Dwight Schrute, and he completely shaved his face. When was the last time your father was clean shaven? <sighs> Been a while. I honestly want to say he does it every Halloween. Okay, so at least a year. Or most Halloweens. I know one year he went a slash. Phenomenal. The year do, before do you that, that, I can get one. I would love to see that. The year before that, he was Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, classic. My dad's got some Dude loves Halloween. solid Halloween costumes. Yeah. Got to step our <clears> game up here. So yeah, remember... We're going to grab a couple uh, fans, Halloween costumes that we're going to include in, and maybe leave in the comments who had the best one. I know our boy Evan Keaton will make an appearance. Uh, we have a picture of Shane and his girlfriend's costume now. Won't win, but they'll be, in, they'll be, they'll be present. At as least. long as Shane's okay with us. I'm fine with that, yeah. Okay, just making sure. Michaela, cool? Yeah. Okay. And again, explain to the folks at home who, uh, who Michaela is. My girlfriend. And your costumes were? It was uh, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Yeah. Now, some would say that's not actually a costume. I'd be mm. included in that camp, but, you know, you made some kind of, you made more effort than you made tonight. Yeah, I did. So, it is what it is. Yeah. Now, as far as sports fan questions go, worst trade, we're what, week eight now? In retrospect, the Russell Wilson trade to Denver or the Deshaun Watson 
trade with the Brownies and Texans and obviously Watson. Yeah, Deshaun. Wilson's sucks. having a pretty solid year. Definite bounce back. No MVP, Russ, but decent. Still top five in many important categories. So that was a not still not a great trade. A lot was given up. Considering yeah, what they gave up for that, it didn't quite pan out the way they, they thought it would. But it might still. There's at least hope. I don't even know what's going on with Deshaun Watson. Is I he mean, even going to play if again? If he's actually hurt, which I believe he is. You would like to think so at least. Yeah. Then I can understand why we've seen what we've seen from him. Is there still a chance that he becomes prime Watson? Absolutely. So you just got to keep holding out hope. And maybe next year this time we look back on this trade again and we're like, that was worth it. Russ, terrible trade. (laughs) Or Watson, worst trade of all time. Uh, For now, it's definitely up there. Yeah, it's looking that way. Now, I know one of your buddies had a fan question for us, which I'm uh, very intrigued with. So he said, if you took, I'm not going to do the quite extreme that he went to, but if you took the best state high school softball team versus the best state high school baseball team, we'll say in softball, who wins? In my opinion, the girls win. It would probably destroy them. Yeah. And the guys win baseball. Correct. Now, give them six months each prep time. I still think the girls win softball. I think the guys play better. But the problem is that pitching, you can't teach in six months. You're like, yeah, I, I played ball my whole life. And a couple times we went up against a legit good softball pitcher. It's yeah. so much different. Softball pitching is unreal. Not just the angle, but they're closer. Yeah. So it's looking like it's way faster than it actually is. Yep. The ball's rising, which you never see, because softball, they throw flat ground, you know? Baseball, you're on a mound 60 feet away, and you raise it up, so the ball's never, it's always, always coming down. So yeah, it's really, really difficult, even for a great baseball player, to make that adjustment. If you're playing softball, one of these guys has to pitch, right? Yeah. You ever tried that? <clears throat> it's impossible. You yeah, exactly. You can't do it. Not, not it effectively. Feels, well, the problem is it feels completely unnatural because you don't play softball. And the thing is, it's actually the most natural. Yeah. Throwing overhand is unnatural. Yes. That's why injuries happen so frequently. Like, we're not meant to do that at no. that torque and throwing that hard. So, yeah, softball, chicks win, not even close. Uh, baseball, guys should take it. But I think that'd be closer than the guys would be playing softball. I agree. So, great question. I like to think about that. Uh, definitely, if you guys think you're confident in your baseball abilities... Go play softball. Yeah, go find a nice softball pitcher and see what you can do. Yeah. If you can even make contact. It's... I'd be impressed. I mean, the ball's bigger. Bright green, you can see it. Yeah. But you can't hit it. Yeah, you take 10 hits, 10 bats, 10 at-bats, I'd say you might get one hit. If that, you might put one ball in play. Yeah. You might, you might have one... Yeah. One good contact. If we gave Shane six months prep... And he got 100 pitches against a all-state girls softball pitcher. I don't know. How does he fare? Shane, you never played <clears throat> baseball, right? No. Ever swung a bat? No. I don't know how much I could teach I mean, you in six like, months. Like obviously, like wiffle ball and stuff. But like that's 
Wiffle ball is a completely entirely different thing on its own. The problem is, I thought I knew wiffle ball, and yeah. I started watching like professional wiffle ball. I didn't even know that was a thing. Look it up; it's unreal. I mean, it's insane. The ball's moving. I played literally a, ten feet. I played in a charity wiffle ball tournament one time. Went over, dude. We like the levels of teams. There were like guys who travel playing wiffle ball, and then people who just threw teams together to support the charity. We were one of those teams that just threw. We our first game was against guys who traveled. Just they, didn't have fun. They taped up bats. I'm like, what's happening? You do that? Yeah, it's unreal. <coughs> it's like when you play dodgeball. Like I'm sure we've all gone to like the get air, like the trampoline places. Yeah, like yeah. you and your boys. Oh, we're gonna clean up. You're facing like six 38 year old dudes. Like, oh, we're gonna kill them, dude. Of course, these guys oh. are old. But they're professional. They're tra- yeah. they're making call outs. They're communicating. It's unreal. Just take you out so tactically. Yeah, wiffle ball by far the might be the toughest like backyard sport. Because again, this ball will be ten feet behind you. You're, take, you're gonna take it for a ball, curve into boom, the strike zone. Yeah. Strike three, you're out. <laughs> Sit down, meet. And then God forbid you can't throw those. Which you can't. No. <laughs> Unless you actually practice that. Now the regularly. entire team is dinger after dinger, dude. Yeah. Game over. And nobody talks about how hard a wiffle ball is to throw. It accurately, pretty difficult. Because the aerodynamics on it are tough. Yeah, you gotta understand what it's going to do. You can't yeah. just throw it. No. Like you would a baseball or softball or whatever. And tough to catch. Uh, barehanded? <laughs> yeah. Very Absolutely. tough to catch. <laughs> Absolutely. It's tough all around, dude. We should uh, get a team together here, boys. <sighs> no. I'll do something do in a wreck time, you know? I'll never do Come that on, again. Dude. Just throw a team together for the charity. As soon as Shane gets healthy, we'll be no, out there on I've the field. I've never been back. Never too late to start, though. There's always time. There is. But with that, let's go to NFL stats, news, a lot of stuff going on here with the trade deadline happening today. Cam, where do you want to start? We could start in uh, old San Francisco, I guess. Commander's in a full fire sale, apparently. Which Sort of. Odd. They're just like, full mm-hmm. fire sale defensively will keep everybody else. They said, who needs to rush the passer? Let's get rid of both Montez Sweat and Chase Young. And so Chase Young to the 49ers for a third round pick. And Washington paying basically all of his salary. Yeah. Which Only is costing San Fran 500K. Also odd, too, because the Bears were offering them third round picks. And they said, no, we need a first or second. And the, day, the deadline comes, and they're like, ah, we'll take a third. You're going to San Fran, buddy. I feel like that's the one team you don't want their pass rush to get better. Nick Bose is already a handful. It's a scary thought now. That's Chase a, Young, I mean, and they uh, they got Javon Hargrave, right? Oh yeah, I mean they're stacked. So now you have Nick Bosa, Javon Hargrave, and Chase Young all coming at you at one time. And that's just rushing four, yeah, or three even if need be. They could be the first team to pull off rushing three consistently and getting pressure. A lot of it. Yeah, if you're Chase Young, you got to be ecstatic right now. No better place for you as a player to go to. And then the Bears get Montez Sweat. I feel so bad for him, though. Sweat or Chase Young? Sweat. What, for going to Chicago? Yeah, because you get the news, like, oh, I'm getting traded, and then it's like, I'm getting traded to Chicago. Well, what's also odd is he's not like a young guy. He's a seasoned vet. He's in his last, like, he needs paid next year. Mm -hmm. The Bears shouldn't pay him. But they want to. He's He's not the guy you're building your defense around. And you're trading draft capital, which you need because you're in a rebuild. Second round, right? Yeah. That's oh. a 
solid pick. And the Bears do have a lot of picks, yes, but it seems like you could wait till free agency next year because you're not competing this year. And the commanders aren't going to sign him. Yeah, if you wanted to pay him, just wait until next year comes. You keep your second-round pick and then, <laughs> and still pay him. It's, it's, that's, a, that's a move that a contending team makes. Is that a desperation deadline, let's, let's do something kind of move? Maybe. You would think that they'd go after one of the receivers, though. Uh, there weren't really any good receivers that were trying to be traded. No, but I'm saying if Washington was going to go fire sale. They weren't, though. They just knew they were trying to move Sweat and Chase. Because Chase Young also due to get paid next year. Yeah, they're both up oh. for contracts. They, they knew that they weren't going to pay these guys. Let's get something out of them while we can. Yeah. So, like, it's a super odd move, just logistically. For the Bears. Yeah. 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 I mean, great for the, for the commanders. Getting Extra second, second round pick for yeah. guys you weren't going to pay anyway. They made out. Yeah, that's A-plus for them. A-plus for the Niners. Oh, well, that's... Huge A-plus for the Niners. The yeah. Bears just makes no sense. Uh, you know, a <clears throat> Bear's going to Bear. Uh, yeah. How and about... Uh, I could be proven wrong. I mean, I'm not saying he won't play good. He's going to play good. Oh, of course. He's going to be he's still a quality player. But is that your main pass rusher moving forward for the next five years? Probably not. But we're not NFL GMs. What do we know? <coughs> we do know the Vikings got Josh Dobbs. Because, of course, which will cover an IR, Kirk Cousins down for the year. You bring a guy who's actually played pretty well so far in Arizona. Very yeah, well. I was surprised that Arizona moved him, to be honest. I guess with Kyler coming back this week, maybe next week, they got Clayton Toon, rookie they apparently believe in some, and they got, I think, a second round and a pick swap for Dobbs? I think so, yeah. So, yeah, mutually beneficial. Does he keep the Vikings in contention? In the NFC North? Are the Vikings in contention? In that division? I mean, outside of yeah, Detroit. Yeah, that's true. You could probably still push for a wild card. Yeah. NFC top to bottom overall, not that great. Just definitely top heavy. You go Philly, Niners, Dallas, and then... Whoever. I guess Detroit's still in there. They've earned that spot so far, but... Seattle's probably in there, too. They're 5-2. and two. Right I'm now not sure how much I believe in them going forward. They're a very ugly 5-2. and two. They are. But five and two, nonetheless. Very similar to the Vikings last year. Five uh, and two. Same kind of thing. Yeah. They do have a very, very good pass rush now. They do. Because they, they brought in Leonard Williams. Lenny Williams from the Giants. Big cat. We continue to see it. They keep bringing in quality pieces to complement the young talent they have. And Pete Carroll keeps building that Legion of Boom 2.0. Yeah. I mean, the, the Seahawks are making all the right moves. Yeah. But your question mark now is. Offense. Which is weird because they have the talent. You got K9. You've got a great young receiving core. Gino, good enough. We're starting to see the same old mistakes, though. Yeah. Turnovers are starting to pile up. I think in the last two games, he's got four picks. I mean, yeah, one was against the Browns, which is top defense. It's going to happen. And the one before that was Cincy? Uh, yeah, the Bengals. Which, they don't have a bad defense, but, I mean, definitely top 10. Maybe uh, Pete Carroll saw that Browns D and thought, you know, if they can win with P.J. Walker, we can make our defense good enough where, even if Geno plays poorly, <laughs> we're still going to win games. I mean, 
Theoretically, yeah. And again, five and two. Against bad teams, yes, but five and two is five and two. Yeah. No matter which way you look at it. Now bringing in Williams, it's big time. And it is 100% possible that Gino is just making a couple mistakes, having a couple down games, and he'll be back in gunslinging next, next week. The Bills make a couple moves, bring in Rasul Douglas from Green Bay, and then sign Leonard Fournette. Quality secondary help. Which they sure. needed. Definitely. With the injuries there. So I love that move. Signing Lenny is odd, but it makes sense. In I mean, terms of real ball, for sure. Yeah. Now, you're going to talk fantasy impacts later, of course, as far as James Cook goes. But to bring in a, a power kind of back like that, that can take 8, 10, 12 carries a game, some goal you're, line work. You're now true third down back and goal line back. Good hands out of the backfield. You now have that threat rather than, oh, James Cook's on third down, they're throwing the ball. I want to say that they also, or Leonard Fournette, I want to say he had like five or 600 receiving yards last year too. Yeah, again, with, and that was with like, Brady, but he utilized him a lot. So uh, Leonard it, Fournette had a pretty solid last year. Yeah, yeah that's why we were kind of shocked it took him until, what, week eight to get signed <laughs> by anybody? 1,200 all-purpose yards. It really wouldn't shock me if he takes over. By no means. I mean, I love James Cook. But I think James Cook would be a great, like, what A.J. Dillon should be. Yeah. Just slot receiving back. And you can even run double backfield now. I went ahead and picked them up already. We know. Yeah, I saw that. I got the notification. Waiver Wire Warrior. Yeah. Well, I'm I, coining that, by the way. I, uh, I got the notification that he was in Buffalo, but nothing about him getting assigned. And I'm like, I'm going to go ahead and jump on that real quick. Yeah, he hasn't been anywhere quick. all season, so this is a good sign. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> exactly. <laughs> Maybe we see like a uh, like Garrett Blunt New England kind of resurgence here for Lenny. That'd be insane. Because again, like it's not like he was bad last year. He's gonna get eighteen touchdowns <laughs> in the next what nine weeks. <laughs> you, you never know. <coughs> and then signing wise, I think that's pretty much it. What's some big time stats here? Yeah. Missing a big one. Did I miss one? Big huge one. And I guess I didn't write it down. Donovan Peoples-Jones to the Lions. Oh, probably the most important move in trade <clears throat> deadline history. I think we got a sixth-round pick. DPJ, I don't think he was ever bad. I just don't think he ever panned out to what he should have been. And also, I mean, never really utilized enough. And again, overall, in the system, it's a. I think he'll fare better in the snaps he plays in Detroit than he will in Cleveland. So, not upset. Happy for him. I think he has a better opportunity. So, oh, you guys are fig- forgetting another one that happened too. Talk to us, Goose. Rasul Gog- uh, Douglas. Oh, just mentioned back. that when I talked yeah. about. Uh, we did. Did you? Packers. Yeah. I mean, the Bills getting Lenny. Oh yeah. 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 I mentioned it in passing, but yeah, um, that could very well be the most like underrated move. I mean, Buffalo gave up a third to get him, so. which I think is honestly great value. Yeah. This guy is probably a top 15, top 20 DB in the league. And they did need a good DB. Yeah. Again, with the injuries there, I think this could be a... Especially in that division. When they have to go play Miami again, <coughs> and you got to cover Tyreek and Waddle, somebody. You'll be able to at least limit one of them. And you'll never be able to limit both. Honestly, getting a fifth, a fifth round pick <coughs> with him is yeah. great value. Now, stat-wise. Fun stats. Our boy, A.J. Brown. After Breaks the record. Six straight now. Six straight 125-plus yard games. Just throw the ball anywhere in his general direction. 
And we said that. We've been saying that since last year. Turns out Sirianni knew that. Jalen Hurts knew that. And now we're seeing the streak might not end. <laughs> Honestly. It <laughs> very well couldn't. Sirianni also took some notes when he was listening to Sports and Stogies last week, I must say. I think he wrote down Cameron, I'm not going to spell that last name, but Cameron from SNS. Winklesworth? I'm making, <laughs> Mr. Winklesworth. <laughs> this I'm was making a, a note. Because I said, it's only a matter of time before they pull out the fake tush push. And what happened on Sunday? Boy, did they. Fake tush push for a DeAndre Swift tutty. I got uh, two messages back-to-back while watching Red Zone in my bed. And it says, uh, Eagles, all caps, Eagles pull fake tush push. I'm a genius. I believe the one before that was Carolina, MF, and Panthers. <laughs> that was because I also that. called that they would get their first win last week. This man's on fire. Starting to heat up. It's getting warm in here. Maybe that's why the aggression, I think he's coming out. The Vink? I think the Vink's here, oh, boys. Oh, my Lord, Shane. I don't think you're ready for the Vink. I think oh. the Vink might be here to stay. <laughs> I don't think I'm ready for that. I don't think any of us are. Yeah, I think the Vink's here to stay, dude. I need a new spinoff show of just the Vink. Half an hour of pure, unadulterated adrenaline. Adrenaline, geniusness, and dominance. That's, I mean, two legendary calls, honestly. On par with your call last year of Commanders over the years. I don't think anything will ever beat that, except my finals team matchup. That was big time, too. That was huge. That was pretty legit. Man, sometimes when you just feel it, you feel it. And when you're hot, you're hot. The problem is with the fake tush push being involved now, it completely changes how you defend that play, which it was already undefendable. But uh, now, until uh, the commanders did they, actually a pretty good job. They did get they stuffed did. on that goal they line. Did. They did. But now, you have to spread out that defense more. Just a little bit. Just enough, where both will still work consistently. I think we don't see it again until the playoffs come. I think we'll see it again if, just like the commanders did, if they get stuffed on the goal line, Sirianna's going to be like, here we go. But whether you see it or not, the threat of it alone is enough to just make you think. It's terrifying. It really it's even is. more terrifying than the actual tush push. This could be a 60-yard touchdown. Yeah. They're fourth and one from their own 35. Next thing you know, A.J. Brown's going for 65 yards. Yeah. Because you were diving all in on the goal line on that Jason Kelsey snap. And nobody guarded A.J. Brown out of the backfield. No. CMC. Another record-breaking week. 17 <laughs> straight games now with a touchdown. Another streak that might not end anytime soon. I mean... It shouldn't. It shouldn't. The guy's automatic. Barring injury. Automatic. Receiving or rushing either one. He's probably getting one of each per game. Close to it. And then Tyreek Hill. The fastest receiver to 1,000 yards in the Super Bowl era. I'm glad you said that. Because all the headlines I saw was ever... <clears throat> it's not true. And it's not. No. But in the Super Bowl era, yes. The modern day, some would say. Impressive. Still on pace for that 2000 he wanted. And honestly, I don't see why he wouldn't get it. There's no... His yeah. bad game is like 88 yards. Yeah. And a touchdown. And a score. Yeah. <laughs> on 11 catches. Yeah. That's a bad week. And then 11 catches next week is going to be 255 yards. Three scores. In the first half. Now, the guy is unreal. Let's go to the IR here. We mentioned Kirk Cousins previously. Sad to see. Uh, torn Achilles out for the year. Maybe. Well, with today's you know, <laughs> miracles in modern medicine, he could come back week 17 and, and win a game after Josh Jobs 
just does enough to get him into a position to potentially make the wild card. Yeah, I don't. <clears throat> Sad to see. I believe his contract's coming up soon. I think he he's either this year's his last year or the next or next year is. I yeah. can't remember. I know less than 24 hours after the surgery, he was back at the stadium for like a charity event they were running. So stand-up guy. Great uh, dude. Clubhouse dude, teammates love him. Yeah, really sad to see. And having a great year too. Very good. Even, what, three weeks now with no JJ? Yeah. Addison stepped up and filled that role about as good as anyone can. Yeah, those are big shoes to fill, but he made a hell of an impact. Yeah. And hopefully still will with Josh Dobbs. Then you have Kendrick Bourne, torn ACL, out for the year. They are really only playmaker outside of one. Hunter Henry. Yeah. yeah. They're wide out one by a long, by now a you large margin. promote, what, Devontae Parker? Got to. I don't think I know a third wide out in New England. Juju, who caught okay. his first touchdown okay. of the year. That's, that's true, I guess. He is he still alive, still contributes. Maybe he takes a slight step up in production now, but... Yes, uh, sad to see it for another vet who's kind of finally made his one true mark this year. You know what's crazy about Juju Smith-Schuster? Uh, a lot. So since the year 2000, I was watching a YouTube video. It's one of these NFL trivia guys. So they did an all-decades team fantasy. So the top 10 wideouts from the last 20 years in the AFC North. Juju Smith-Schuster makes that list. That's hard to believe, honestly. That's how good his first two years were. I mean, you think Heinz Ward, Antonio Brown, Chad Ojocinco, Jamar Chase, Amari Cooper, (laughs) and Juju. Yeah. Isn't that unreal? Turns out uh, having A-B on the the other side of the offense helps you out a whole lot. That's how good his first, well, also kind of how bad, how defensive-minded the whole division is. Yeah. Not known for their outrageous (laughs) passing. Let's see, you got Tyrod Taylor left the game with a rib injury. Still no update. Yeah, we know he's no, out of the hospital. No timetable. So he's okay. As Apparently, as, Danny Dimes may be back this week. Uh, he was cleared for contact Sunday. So I, a, a week of full, a week of contact practice, I'm sure he'll be back. Uh, but if not, you got the Italian stallion, Syracuse legend, Tommy DeVito, who, uh, do you actually believe he was Danny DeVito's nephew? Because I told you that, and you reacted like you thought it was. No. Okay, just making sure. But I do only see Danny DeVito under center when I look at hey, I can't see anyone else. The man could do it. You can't have that name and not expect me to just see Danny DeVito. And then you have the Matt Stafford thumb slash UCL. See, his thumb's okay now. But he hit now it twice, he and I was not aware of the elbow injury. Yeah, he's been diagnosed with a UCL sprain. And we had a lot of elbow trouble last year. Thought that was kind of over and done with, but maybe it's popping back up. If it's the same injury, um, I don't know if it was UCL last year or not. And Stetson Bennett's out for the year. I did not know this. Yeah, I saw that headline like yesterday, kind of buried underneath a lot of other stuff. Because he has some non-football-related illness that's apparently pretty serious. Yeah, McVeigh kind of gave some pretty vague comments, but it They're seems not, severe. Everything's under the rug. Nobody really knows what's going on besides Stetson, the front office, and his doctors. Um, so... Thoughts out to him. Wish him the best, of course. Hopefully everything becomes okay. In the meantime, if Stafford can't go, you got Brett Rippon stepping in. For you Puka and Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup owners out there, 
Whatever happened to uh, Blake Bortles? Who knows? He's alive. <laughs> I know, but I thought he was in L.A. for like the longest time as a backup. Uh, he might live out there. I don't think, was he ever actually on a roster in L.A.? <laughs> I have no idea. I don't think so. I'm sure he was. Oh, they brought Baker in. After he left Jacksonville, who knows where he went. Just retired, probably. <laughs> have a good life after that. I was watching this this clip on TikTok where this <coughs> lady's interviewing him in his apartment or something, and she's like, so, like, what's the first thing you do when you when you wake up? He goes, eh, usually I take a piss. <laughs> Accurate. Turns Classic out me and Blake, Blake Bortles, Bortles, pretty similar. And you mentioned the Drake London hamstring could be a week or two, could be nothing up in the air right now. It's a groin. Oh, groin. Groin okay, injury. Okay. Um, and then Darren Waller's hamstring, or hamstring, <clears throat> which is unrelated to the hamstring injuries he had previously. Allegedly, yep. So, Darren Waller owners, watch out. On the good news, though, if you're a Dolphins fan, or a Jalen Ramsey fan, came back on schedule, maybe a little bit ahead of schedule. Disappointed his head coach, though. Kind of let him down. Blake Bortles is on the Saints. Currently. Really? On the roster. Currently, yeah. Really? I would wow. have not guessed that in a million years. So he's the third emergency QB? Third string. Because he's not Derek Carr's backup. No, it's Jameis. No, it yeah. Is. Yeah. Wow. The more you know. <laughs> Honestly, if you take that and make it like six years ago, Derek Carr, Jameis Winston, and Blake Bortles. On a one team? On one team. That's a fire power offense, dude. Yeah. Yeah, Blake had a, actually a pretty great run there in Jacksonville. He, he did. did. I don't know why they. Went to what? Was he, it back to back AFC title games? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Like he, he was played, never really that great. He played four years, and then they were just like, "No thanks, guy's done." Yeah, who'd they go to after that? Oh, uh, they had some. They had a couple rough years before T-Law like, came in. Did they have Case Keenum in there for a minute? Uh, Blaine so. Gabbard, Blaine uh, Gabbard, and Gardner. Gardner, of course, for a year. Uh, do I dare say Mike Lennon, or is that just in Tampa? Basically, name a backup quarterback. He probably started for the Jags in that yeah. three-year stretch. <laughs> Josh and Luke McCown both. Nate Peterman, Brian Hoyer. <laughs> not the Peterman. But either way, Ramsey comes back, plays very well, gets an INT, but not a pick six. He said he was going to get a pick six, but he got a pick field goal. You know what? To quote Mike McDaniel. Yeah, yeah. one step at a time. <clears throat> either way, big time for that defense. Great showing overall, defensively. Uh, and Jalen Ramsey looking very healthy. Happy to see it. Now we finally get to see him and Xavier Howard on the field at the same time. Which was one of my top five corner duos. For sure, maybe top three. At you the know? beginning of the year. Although the more and more I think now, who's better than Reek Woolen and, and Witherspoon in Seattle? Could have been Diggs and Gilmore. Yeah, don't bring that up, man. Could have been. We had it for a good three weeks there. And they were phenomenal. <sighs> Still great. Still great. We'll see though. how uh, Gilmore guards A.J. Brown on Sunday. You don't. You can't. Put Gilmore on the other side. Safety help all day. Try to be physical. Honestly, Gilmore and Malik Hooker could give A.J. Brown some issue. I do think Gilmore is the ideal corner <laughs> to not stop because you can't stop A.J. Brown, but to give him some trouble. Just make him slightly He, he can be physical. Even take a couple penalties if need be. Just kind of get him off his game a little bit. We'll, we'll go out in the film room here. Which, Which actually, I, I think believe is we're heading into next up. Yep, no more IR talk. 
Starting off with, again, one of your great calls this year. Carolina gets their first win. It was not pretty. It was a win. A win's a win. I think the fourth matchup all time between rookie quarterbacks, take a one and two overall. And the first time Stroud and Bryce Young have played each other since eighth grade. Did you, did you know that, Shane? He's I, baffled. I did, I did not. You know it now. I do. The first time they've went head-to-head since they were in eighth grade. Do we know who won back in eighth grade? I believe they said it was Stroud. So they're 1-1. One one. Yeah. <laughs> Meeting up again in the Super Bowl in 2029. <laughs> <laughs> um, overall, Stroud in the offense after the bye Just week really didn't do much Kind of all. a defensive battle. Yeah, uh, we talked about last week, Damian Pierce, no better time to show up and show he, out. He did not. He had a touchdown revoked. I thought it was good. They called it good on the field. And to me, the replay didn't show near enough evidence to overturn, but called it back. Next play, fullback handoff, scores. Had one yard, one carry, one touchdown. The overall, I mean, Bryce Young, when the time came, let a nice game-winning field goal drive. Overall played pretty well. 22 for 31, 235. One score, no picks. Uh, no run game whatsoever. 44 yards and 24 carries for the team. Adam Thielen still continuing his weird resurgence, wide out number one kind of year. And uh, defenses on both sides stepped up overall. But Carolina off the schneid, 1-6. Some momentum here. It's off the schneid? Yeah. What is that? It's just a saying. It's off the schneid. I've never heard that before. It's who, definitely a saying. Who says that? Sports to, analyst, dude. I feel like it's just you that says that. Is Not that a change. baseball thing? It could be. I think that's, like, that, that checks out. It could be, yeah. Def- could probably be like definitely a, more in baseball. That's definitely a baseball thing. I'm thinking uh, like an old 40s baseball, though. Uh, that's yeah. current baseball. The Brooklyn Dodgers okay. off the schneid after a seven-game losing streak. Yeah, yeah, that's still baseball announcer for right now. Yeah. Although Bryce Young, home run threat. <laughs> Your favorite saying. How about yeah. Will Levis? In Tennessee. What was is that, that? Is that good, Shane? No, I think it's fine, but I do want to take a break anyway, so I'll see. You, is that cool with you guys? We pausing break? real quick? Okay, yeah. we can take a quick pause. Uh, SNS episode 60 back right after this. All right, back into the film room talking about Will Levis and his coming out party against Atlanta. Four touchdowns, three to your boy, or just two for Hopkins? Three. On the complete same wavelength. Can you give me the lighter, please? You got her. You got her. Um, Let's go ahead and mention now, Shane did go ahead and head out of here because of some medical issues, I guess we'll say. Leave it at that. Kind of a Stetson Bandit kind of thing going on here. But yeah, Will Levis, man. Unexpected. I guess not a great defense, but had complete control of the offense. Looked like a seasoned vet out there, totally composed, making tough throws, and finally utilizing the D-hop of old. And I'll be honest, D-hop's first deep ball catch was not an easy one. Uh, but it's a catch that D-hop makes. That was a tightly contested catch. There was some, Now, the other two were wide open oh, down yeah. the center of the yeah. field. But still perfectly placed throws. Levis finished 19 of 29 for 238. Four scores, no picks, only took two sacks. Again, really no bad decisions. Very calm and composed. It helps getting a hundy from Derrick Henry. Having that balanced attack. But either way, it looks substantially better than Tannehill has looked all year. We know he's better than Malik Willis. 
apparently. Moving well, forward. Malik Willis's one snap was a shotgun snap fumble. <laughs> Not a great look. So, But I will say, complete professional in the postgame, too. Same thing. He's like, hey, don't boo, Malik. We're yeah. all here. You know, like, one we're team. all a great part. We're all a big yeah. part of this team. All that. So, very respectable guy. And then on the opposite sideline, the Falcons finally benched Desmond Ritter. Who, again, really didn't play terrible. I mean, 8 for 12, 71 yards. He took five sacks, which he's been known to do. But I, even before the season started, I think Heineke's better anyway. I agree. And I think he's definitely going to utilize Pitts and London a lot more than, than Ritter would, just based on his, his talent and his arm capabilities. Yeah, I think Heineke's definitely got a better arm. Doesn't hurt to try out Ritter to see if that is your franchise guy, but Heineke definitely can be, in my opinion. Um, if, you're, if you're trying to win a division this year, which they're definitely in contention for, I think Heineke is your best bet to do so. I agree. And overall, yeah, kind of showed that. 12 for 21, 175, one score, no picks, only one sack. So they took an L, but I think moving forward, Atlanta with Heineke at the helm is definitely better off than they were at this point last week. Yeah, I agree. Moving on, we have the Niners Bengals. Vintage Burrow. Rumors of the Bengals' demise have been greatly exaggerated by us for the most part. Yeah. We take full responsibility there. Yeah, against the. Uh, we just good, call it how we see it. Which at the time it was deserved. Correct. For sure. But to go into San Fran, pick off Brock Purdy two more times, give the Niners their third straight loss, kept CMC in check for the most part, only 54 yards on the ground. And again, the offense finally clicking. I mean, Burrow threw, I think, at one point, 18 straight completions, finished 28 for 32. 283, three scores. Good run game, 87 yards for Mixon. Jamar Chase, back to prime Jamar Chase. <coughs> All of a sudden, back right into title contention kind of talks. As they should be. And that Super Bowl pick for us, uh, certainly not looking so bad right now. Unfortunately, the uh, MVP pick, I don't think. A lot of games left. There's a long way to go for that. but Concern for San Fran. I'm not. Three straight losses in which Purdy has played poorly. Overall, you can say poorly in each game. And it happens. It happens to everybody. But are we overreacting to a three-game stretch? They're still the Niners. Yes, we are. I'm not. I mean, sports media in general. We as a whole are. Yeah. It's not panic mode. You lose a couple games, no big deal. I mean, the guy started, what, 9-0, 10-0 regular season? He'll be fine. Calm down. Not the end of the world. Still going to the playoffs. And still probably at least beating Dallas first round. And after that, who knows? That's a lock. It's a guaranteed lock. What the hell happened in uh, Kansas City and Denver? I have no idea. Nine points for the Mahomes-led Chiefs. He was apparently sick. Not the flu game he was hoping for. Not at all. The weather may have been a slight factor, but most of the bad stuff was gone before the game actually started. Yeah. I mean, Mahomes can play in the cold before. Not a huge deal. But Denver getting the job done, back to three and five. Still time to make a wild card run. Yeah. Is this the writing of the ship that they needed to finally break the streak of 16 straight losses against Kansas City? I would hope so. You got some momentum now. They didn't sell anybody at the deadline. Didn't get anybody either. Which but I don't think they need anyone. Yeah, they're confident in their roster. In my opinion. Yeah, not selling Judy, not selling Sutton. Javante seemingly back to full health now. Playing great. Which is huge. 
big time. Because now not all that weight is on Russ's shoulders. The thing that sucks is now they're on bye. They didn't get to carry their momentum at all. Yeah, kind of the worst time for that. So who knows what they're going to look like in two weeks when they play. Let me see who they have after the bye week. They'll come back against <laughs> in Buffalo Monday night. That's tough. It's very tough. It's a tough game. Got a week prep, week to get healthy, fully recover, and put a game plan together. But this could be the turning point after eight games in the season they thought they would have. Uh, same thing, though. No concern for the Chiefs. You look, you're going to lose games. Not a big deal. Uh, nine points is a little worrisome, but again, Mahomes sick. Uh, good scapegoat to kind yeah. of bury that under. <laughs> move forward. Move on. I think they have... Uh, I'll say division game up next. No, they play Miami in, I think, Germany. Oh, yeah. Right in early 9.30 Sunday morning. That's right. They do. Quick turnaround, tough team, traveling. You never know. Uh, but what a great matchup for Germany. For German yeah, fans. that's awesome. Two of the best offenses in football. That's awesome. Because usually we send them, like, Jags, Falcons. That was before the Jags were good, too. Correct. Yeah, like, prime Terrible Jags. Jags, Falcons would be kind of entertaining now. I'd watch that right now for sure. But they're getting the best of the best. Yeah. How about the Philly-Washington barn burner? Almost another upset there. Probably should have been. 38-31. The fake tush push, what you called. Phenomenal. And a great stop by Washington on a goal line tush push. Yeah. Well, they went for the ball, got the force fumble, and then drove down the field after that. I don't think you ideally want Sam Howell throwing the ball 52 times. No. But he put up 397, four scores, and that one bad late pick. I mean, he played good other than a late game, late quarter, fourth Dude quarter pick. Loves facing the Eagles, apparently. Yeah. Balls it's, out. Honestly, isn't super bad all around. Pretty solid QB. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so he's still on pace to get sacked 97 times. Only one sack. Well, that's which good. I think the Vegas odds pregame were like seven. For that Eagles defensive front. So great game planning from Rivera and Bienemy and Sam Howell as well. Got a decent run game established, but just slinging Sam, getting the job done. Defense couldn't quite do enough, but it's Philly back where they should be. You know, it's a, it's a tough ask. And the defense is going to be doing less moving forward. Want to go homers here? If we have to. We do kind of have to. Cleveland, Seattle, we should have won that game. Third and three. You call a throw. I blame. I don't like that it was a passing play call because I know we can get three yards with Kareem Hunt pretty much every time he touches the ball. But Kareem Hunt was open on the flat, on the angle, check down, and P.J. Walker threw a pick instead. And I know you have quite an issue with why is P.J. Walker even starting I, over DTR to begin with. One touchdown to six turnovers. I'm no mathematician, but to me, that's not a good ratio. No, it's not. In fact, I'd say it's a poor ratio. And your one chance you gave DTR was against the top three defense, the Baltimore Ravens? On the morning notice? Yeah. And now you're just not going to play him again? Makes no sense. Who's to blame here? Is that Stefanski's call? It's got to be, right? Yeah, I think the head coach gets to pick his final playing. say and who's you know taking yeah. the snaps. With Watson still being up in the air, timetable undecided, who knows? 
apparently PJ is still the guy going forward. Makes no sense. Either way, though, I mean, ultimately held the Seahawks pretty much in check. But when you can't score more than 20 points, you can only have so much of Miles Garrett and the and crew. Yeah. My boys, though, different story. Uh, established the passing game and kept it going through four quarters. Did not. <clears throat> what did Pollard had? What like ten carries? Uh, Tony Pollard finished twelve carries, fifty-three yards, in a forty-three to twenty win, That's in which it was not close at any point. No. So I'm glad to see that the offense was clicking, but at a certain point, especially second half, you have to know you can establish the run game. Yeah, and kill some clock. Agreed. Because if you're playing, you know, Philly like this week coming up, or San Fran in the playoffs, you have to kill eight minutes on a drive. You can't do that by throwing the ball fifteen times. No, you can't. I'm sick and tired of Mike McCarthy not understanding who Tony Pollard is. He's not a three yards up the gut kind of back. It's not a strong suit. Get him on the outside. Give him some screens, some end around, some kind of some kind of play where he can actually make something happen. Even just a stretch would be nice. Anything. Some kind of variety. Power. Option. But nope. Give him a three-yard dive of the middle. Maybe play. a counter. Weak side counter. I don't think Mike McCarthy can spell counter. <laughs> <laughs> the only counter he knows is the Waffle House counter when he gets 17 waffles post-game and probably pre-game too. Speaking of waffles. Oh, it's just coming. Don't you worry. Okay. And now, I'm, uh, and actually, I think I'm in last place this year. Oh. Which I'm much more excited for. What's this one? This one would be a uh, a sexy calendar shoot. Oh, that's right. All 12 months. Which I'll do in a heartbeat. That's funny. <laughs> Seasonal, too, right? Uh, the guys aside on each each picture. But yeah, the, the Waffle House thing is just so time-consuming and I'm so scared. But it will get done. It is terrifying. It really is. <laughs> I don't want to I know I'm still due for our... Uh, don't mention that. Now that we know what the polar plunge is, and I can just do an ice bath. Have we decided on Shane's punishment? No. Because, I mean, he's going to come in last. I kind of like the street corner with the sign that says, I suck at fantasy football, that your Uncle Sean. For how long? I think it was like three hours or something. Oh, man, that's rough. Yeah. I'm on board with that. We can give him like a springtime, though. No, I think January. No. Shorts and a t-shirt, dude. No. (laughs) And then last thing here in the film room, Monday night, Jimmy G is trash. Yes. And it's really showing now that it was a lot of the system in San Fran that made him such a good, quote-unquote, game manager. Legitimately, some of the worst throws I've seen an NFL quarterback make on Monday night. But Josh McDaniels is also terrible. That man is a football terrorist. And it's hard to say this year because there's so many bad coaches. I think he is legitimately the worst coach in the league right now. I think you could say he's the worst, worst coach in football going down to the peewee level. <laughs> That's a lot of competition there, but I can't <laughs> say I disagree. Yeah, 26-14 loss. Offense couldn't do anything. Jimmy G, 10 for 21, 126. A pick. Rough. Six sacks. Rough night. Look, you don't expect him to win, but that's, it was hard to watch. Maybe something. Yeah, some kind of push. Uh, Devontae Adams, still very angry. As he should be. And honestly, I'd be mad at Josh Jacobs. His comments were, I mean, I know there was some contract issues and stuff, but like, what can you guys do to make the offense better? And he said, that's not my job. Come on, man. Now, is he wrong? No. 
But can you say that publicly post game? You gotta give also him no. something. Just give your typical answer. Oh, you know, I'm here Let's to help the honest. team win. Could he be running better? Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. He was the best running back in the league last year. First Jim Brown award ever given. And where is he at this year? Terrible. Same O-line. Yeah. It is night and day. You can't tell me the Derek Carr transition from him to Jimmy G. It's that much of an effect on the running game. So yeah, it sucks for Devontae. One, to come over. and He only came over because he wanted to play with Derek Carr. His yeah. college teammate. One of his best friends. They trade Carr. Devontae's like, okay, I guess I'll put up with the still. And now he's getting no looks. Getting overthrown by 30 yards. Yeah. <laughs> Frustrating to watch. This guy's oh. a generational talent. One of the best since he's been in the game. And to watch him sit there and suffer in Vegas is just not right. No. <laughs> Should have stayed in Green Bay, honestly. <laughs> Who would have thought? Yeah. At least Jay Love would look his way. He would definitely, probably still some overthrows, but you'd be still getting like 15 targets. Now, my game of the week pick last week was the Bengals and Niners, which was entertaining overall. Uh, good win for Cincinnati. You had... Panthers-Texans. 50-50? Wasn't a super entertaining game, but I was right. Panthers won. Got the job done. So, feels good. This week, though. We both have what should be barn burners. The top two games, obvious picks. Yeah. Um, I'm out to go Homer, of course. Dallas-Philly, 4.30, prime time. Can we finally get over the hump and show that we can compete for a division title and deeper than that? I think on our A game, honestly, we can beat anybody. Problem is, too inconsistent. Absolutely. That's been the problem for the past, uh, my entire lifetime, really. Keys to victory. Again, you can't really stop A.J. Brown. No. As they try to limit the big play, if you're going to give up points, make him drive, make him earn it. And establish the run. And please, Mike McCarthy, if you can do anything, tough defensive front, I get that, but try to at least establish the run. Make it to where they can't just rush for all game and have seven drop back. Dak cannot throw 50 times and win. That's not how our offense is designed to succeed. Defensively, again, limit the big play, limit penalties. Overall, it's been kind of a, an issue all year for us, both offensive and defensively. Tough environment in Philly. But you've been there before. Nothing new. I'm going to call a Cowboys loss 24-34. Which, honestly, on paper, probably should be that way. I hope we show up and play our best game. Because, again, I think... Is it in Philly or in Dallas? It's in Philly. I think we can beat Philly. But they're playing their best ball right now. Yes, we have some momentum going. But can we actually keep that going over a prolonged period of time? And so far, I've not seen that we can, we can even establish that whatsoever. So, Well, hopefully that changes. I'm going bills Bengals In Germany. No, not the Chiefs-Dolphins. I got so excited there. Three, <laughs> three great games this weekend. Yeah. bills Bengals. I want to see what last year's game should have been. Could have been. Could have been. Should be... 38, 34, maybe pushing 40s. One team should be complete offense. Uh, the question is, which Bills team is going to show up? That is true. Because Bengals seem to have gotten back to where they Well, would now be. it's like, which yeah. Bengals team is going to show up? They've yeah. had two offensive dominant performances. The rest were pretty subpar. 
and it's kind of similar to Buffalo. They've had two or three great offensive games. So what two teams are we going to see? This could either be 15 to 14 <laughs> or 45 to 38. Prediction? I'm going to say... Kind of a coin flip for me. 28-35, Cincinnati. Who day? I'm here for it. That is the Sunday night game, too. So prime time, under the lights, over under how many times they show DeMar Hamlin? Probably not a lot. You don't think? Uh, maybe more than usual. It should be the pregame story. Definitely. You've got to mention what happened last year. This, these two teams matched up. He's back on the team now. Not on the field, which is, of course, understandable. He's not going to get Taylor Swift kind of coverage. No. But he'll be mentioned. Power rankings-wise, nothing crazy here. A little switch up, but one team dropped out, one team came in. New appearance, first-timers. And then some other teams flip-flopped around. The five spot, the longest current winning streak in the league, the Jacksonville Jaguars. They just edged out the Niners on that third loss. Debated that heavily, but we mentioned last week, Niners with a loss. They're already on the fringe. Could drop out. They'll be back in, I'm sure. At some point. But with a bye week coming up, uh, Jags also on bye. We'll see what happens here come next week and two weeks from now. The four spot. Kansas City Chiefs dropped down from the top of the mountain. Terrible performance overall, but still the Chiefs. Nothing to worry about here. No. They'll be back in the one spot in no time. Number three. The Miami Dolphins. Keep kinda, on trucking. Kind of staying in this 3-4 range. Uh, hopefully they can pull together some wins and move up. Because they with, were the one. Yeah, now one with point. Ramsey back, the defense should get a big boost there, which is really their only question mark. Offense still on all cylinders. So let's see going to Germany, playing the Chiefs. Top five matchup here. Uh, I mean, a good time win could get him maybe into the one spot. Who knows? Number two. Baltimore Ravens. <clears throat> kind of scared me a lot. Uh, when Lamar Jackson plays, the Baltimore Ravens have never fallen out of like the one or two, maybe the three seed in the AFC. And now probably with the best defense that Lamar has had. And playing dominant Ravens defense like we've seen in the past. And number one. No surprises, of course. Philadelphia Eagles. The 7-1 and one Eagles playing on probably the 7-8 spot, if you had to put Dallas in there, on the fringe. At home, big matchup. They're hyped for it. Uh, they're kind of our kryptonite, at least recently. Since the Jalen Hurts era has been ushered in, they're definitely our kryptonite. Cowboys win could put them in the top five. Oh, they should absolutely. They'll be in with a win in Philly. I think the convincingly. Jags, I think yeah. we could consider the Jags dropping out for yeah. that. I mean, depending on what happens in with Casey and Miami, correct? If it's a blowout there. One of those teams might drop out. Who knows? But for now, you go Jags, Fins, or Jags, Chiefs, Fins, Ravens, and Eagles. Let's go to fantasy talk. A couple notes here before sleepers. Nothing crazy here. I am. Week by week, getting more concerned with these even split between Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss. Like now, I said. For the team, it's great. <coughs> but fantasy-wise, if you're a JT owner, 
Look, he had 90 yards in the first half, got two touches in the second half. That's a little concerning for me. The game plan was he would take his full share back come November. So this week we should see his carry share go up and Moss fall down a little bit. And eventually Jonathan Taylor will take back over. It's a patience game. So I shouldn't panic. No. He's still startable, of course. Still putting numbers up. But I want that full, not even full, getting back to 70% carries. <laughs> I'll be happy with that. I think that's where we'll be shooting for this week. And then we told you guys last week, if you don't have Dalton Kincaid or Trey McBride, go get them. And they both panned out very well this week. Uh, Kincaid caught a touchdown. I think McBride scored as well, like 100 yards. In a really weird tight end market, as always, these are potential, maybe not league winners, but they're going to put your team over that next level. Definitely team changers. If they're still available somehow in your leagues, get your waivers in right now. And now, we did do a draft right before Shane left, so he did handpick his team this time. So we'll just read the teams all the way down. First uh, things first. We should probably pat ourselves on the back for giving Shane an excellent team last week. Uh, he put up 148. Correct. So, sleeper record. Uh, which I'll share with you. That's fair. Because we <laughs> really can't give Shane a win there, right? We have to, but it, uh, it's an asterisk win. There's definitely, uh, yeah, some, there's some tape over that. It's an asterisk win. But hey, it's first dub of the year. Congratulations, Shane. Well done, pal. Shane's team this week, he wanted this quarterback so bad. Which is, uh, I wouldn't say shocking, but maybe not my first choice. The man, the myth, the legend, Gardner Minshew. <sighs> Who knows? He's been a wild card since he took over. Been a wild card since he came out of the womb, dude. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> then he got Najee Harris. He said, quote, Najee's due for a huge week. Has he ever had one of those? Nope. <laughs> That's why I didn't take him. Okay. Then he took Jameer Gibbs. Great pick. If Monty's out. Even if Monty comes back, you would think a slower reintroduction. But with Detroit, there's no talent. I don't think they do anything slow. Wide receivers, he goes Drake London and Jackson Smith and Jigba. Both quality picks there. I like it. Don't hate either one. Then he went his favorite tight end, Dallas Goddard. Safe. And then Elijah Moore in the flex. Kind of out of left field. Was not expecting that. Uh, but as a lifelong Browns fan, I see why he did that. Uh, week long. <laughs> How about your team? I took a very interesting quarterback. Uh, I, you could say that, yeah. Took Mac Jones. Man's been hot, like you said. <laughs> <laughs> He's following two heaters of 12 points and 19 points. Um, we'll see. They got a, He's got a good opportunity here. And I've liked what I've seen for the most part last week. So You see glimpses. Like there's yes. so much potential there. It's there. It's just one drive he looks great. Next drive he looks incompetent. It's it's unreal. Then I went Rashad White, Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt's had a score in each of the games he's played. Rashad White, kind of another one of those wild cards. He's getting twenty five touches, might get thirty yards, might, might get one twenty. Yeah. So I'm hoping for a one twenty. Then I went my boy D-Hop. I've been high on him all year. Drafted him. Like, Finally paid off. I've been drafting. I drafted him in like three or four fantasy leagues because you could just get him so late. 
and I know he's still got it. Then with Michael Thomas, which we haven't seen pop back up in sleepers in a while. Uh, he's been long overdue. He's having a pretty sneaky year. He's averaging around 12 points per game. I think legit every single week he's put up between 9 and 14 points. Yeah. So consistent, not a super high ceiling, at least not yet, but reliable. Exactly. I mean, 10 points in sleepers, guaranteed, you'll take that all day. Then I doubled down on Saints and went Taysom Hill. Which you stole that pick from me. I'm definitely going to take Taysom. Nothing to be said there. He's just been balling. Might break off of a 65-yard touchdown run. Maybe a 75-yard touchdown catch. And maybe a 75-yard touchdown throw. You never know. To Michael Thomas. To himself. Then I went Chris Godwin in my flex. Same thing. Reliable. Going to get 8, 10 targets. Again, averaging that 10 to 15 range with booms of like 20. So, Quarterback for me, I went Derek Carr. First pick of the draft. Seemingly healthy. Much better week last week. Only threw to Kamara like six times instead of 22. So stressing the field more. Got Olave in there, Mike Thomas. Let's try to shift all those targets away from Mike Thomas just to Olave for this week. Be happy with that. And Rashid Shaheed. We'll take that too. Uh, we put up huge points for Shane last week. But Derek Carr's a big fan of his over-the-middle guys. That's a fact. Which is why Hunter Renfro was so good and now That's so bad. That's a fact. <laughs> My running back room consists of Gus the Bus Edwards and Tony Pollard. Gus, after a three-touchdown week, still the lead back there. Again, not a super high ceiling. You're not going to see another uh, three-touchdown kind of game. 30-point ceiling. That was a one. That was a fluke, I think. That's his ceiling, though. But that appears to be the ceiling. And then Tony, again, if, if hopefully, especially with this matchup You're coming in, praying McCarthy, McCarthy wakes up a little bit, gets the man on the outside. Don't run up the middle, especially not against Jalen Carter and that Eagles defensive front. Give him some open space. Give him something to work with. Maybe instead of like two cheeseburgers before the game, he eats like a big bowl of pasta. Okay. Come on. Where he's just a little lethargic. He's like, man, I really want to slow this game down a little bit. Which that means a two-yard handoff right up the gut. Yeah, that's true. He needs to go wild. He needs like a bucket of hot wings. No, maybe it's it's a big bowl of pasta, but way too much Parmesan cheese. Well, there's no such thing. Uh. There's a point. There's no such thing. There's a point. Not for Mike McCarthy, there's not. That's true. Let's be honest, though. They're playing in Philly. This man's going to pound four cheesesteaks pregame. Oh, that's true. He's definitely going to indulge. Oh, yeah. He's got a place already called up. Yeah. Hey, guys, uh, about 1.30 p.m., I need a delivery. Yeah. He might be eating cheesesteaks on the field. That wouldn't shock me. But if it works, it works. Just give Tony the ball outside. My wideouts, Romeo Dobbs and T. Higgins. He's like 57. Hasn't shown a whole lot yet, but with the Bengals offense seemingly back on the right track. I think it's Boyd, man. Uh, that wouldn't shock me either. I think, I think they know they're not going to be getting T. Higgins back. I think they're just like, you know, we'll be able to keep Boyd, definitely keep Chase. Higgins if he's there, but not a priority anymore. Maybe after the drama last year in this game, T. Higgins gets revitalized. And goes for 12 catches, 160 in a score. Possible. My tight end, the aforementioned Trey McBride. Not a super sexy pick, but I think he had 10 targets last week, 100 yards. Whether it's Clayton Toon or maybe Kyler, that concerns me a little bit. But if it is Toon, that might even be better for McBride. Reliable. Get that guy over the middle. You know, run a 70-yard button route. Everybody can throw to the tight end. Including me. Exactly. And hopefully Clayton Toon. 
Then my flex is none other than Garrett Wilson. I guess a bad Chargers secondary. The main guy there. Hopefully a big week. 10, 12 targets. Hopefully Zach Wilson's on target. Uh, yeah. And uh, hopefully a touchdown. Should be a guarantee. If they're going to score, it's got to go through Garrett. Or the running backs. Or probably the running game. Yeah. Maybe even Zach Wilson wheels. Uh, you know what? He's, he's shown flashes. Um, some quick college ball notes here before NBA talk. The first playoff rankings came out today. Kind of shocked. Number one's Ohio State, which I, I don't hate. With the resume they've got so far, it's not hateful, but I still go Georgia myself. Uh, Georgia is two, Michigan third, Florida State fourth, and Washington fifth, who actually I think is maybe the best team in college ball right now which is weird to say about a Pac-12 team because it's been so disappointing since the entire playoff search got started up. Yeah, uh, They go to USC this weekend. Big time here to show up and really get into that top four spot. A win could definitely put them into maybe the three or two, depending on what... I mean, Georgia's playing Missouri, who is ranked, to be fair. So that's a good matchup. Uh, we have Rutgers, and Michigan plays another bum, of course, yeah. like every week. Also, heads up, guys, we know what's going on with the Michigan situation, but we also have no idea what's going on with the I, Michigan situation. Dude, I've read. It is impossible to try and cover There's it. so much going on here. And if honestly, if you guys listen to this, you probably follow the story yourself. Yeah. Like, it's unreal. I'm seeing, like, Ryan's Day brother was the owner of the... Investigatory, investigatory company. company. I'm seeing... I don't even know what's happening. At one point it came out, like within an hour of each other, that they're not going to extend Harbaugh, and now he left the office with an extension. There's a whole lot going on here. So hopefully by next week we have some more clarity. Because I do want to do a full deep dive on this. It's a really interesting story. But for now there's just a whole lot of unknown still where I want some more legitimate answers before we talk about it here on show. Yeah, I have no idea what's going on. And everything seems to be coming from third-party sources. Yeah, there's really, it's who do you trust? You so, know? yeah, I literally, it's impossible to cover it. Apparently the whole thing was started by Michigan boosters who don't like Harbaugh that turned that evidence into the NCAA. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's insane. We might not talk about it, period, based on the information that keeps coming yeah, out. Yeah, who knows? Uh, but for now, they're still in the third spot. And uh, looking at maybe the biggest matchup ever between Buckeyes and Michigan. At the end of this month. Yeah, one and three. Potentially point, one and two. Could be one and two. Who knows? Hopefully we are we change our signals up a little bit. You had a huge upset with Kansas taking down Oklahoma. Kicking them out of the Big 12 for good. Shocking loss there. Oklahoma was definitely out of the playoff talk now. And they were a fringe anyway. You had Georgia over Florida. No surprises there. Louisville shut out Duke. 23 nothing, And Oregon kills Utah. Oregon with that one loss. To Washington, three-point game. They could very well sneak back into the playoff talk if they went out. Beat Washington there in the Pac-12 title game. I love Bo Nix. Maybe, maybe the best prospect at quarterback in the game right now. Because I'm not sold on Caleb Williams, honestly. I mean, yeah. Bo Nix is like a nine-year college vet. <laughs> That's Stetson the issue, right? You know? So that sometimes you know teams get worried about that drafting an older guy, but the man can ball. And Oregon moving in all cylinders. This weekend, nothing crazy. Again, you got Missouri and Georgia, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. 
Always entertaining, LSU at Alabama. And then for my money, the biggest game of the week will be Washington at USC, Pac-12 after dark. With that, some big-time NBA news here, which I wish Shane was here for. But He's got a lot of comments on this. Things happen. James Harden finally gets traded. After last week we said trade talk shut down entirely. Yeah, well, the Clippers lied. (laughs) Would have thought. Uh, Let me pull up the exact trade unless you have it written down. Um, I do not. Not the exact details. I know it was basically four role players. Uh, I think like a 2029 pick was involved. So I give the Sixers like an F. Yeah. It's a odd. So the 76ers send James Harden, P.J. Tucker, and Philip Petrusev to the Clippers for Marcus Morris, Robert Covington, Nick Batum, K.J. Martin, a 2028 unprotected first rounder, two second rounders, 2029 pick swap, and then an additional first round pick from the Thunder. What? I I don't know really how they and then the Clippers send a twenty twenty seven first round pick swap to the Thunder. So to me this seemed much more like Philly just cleaning their hands of James Harden, getting whatever they could. Yeah. I mean Marcus Morris doesn't bring a whole lot. Robert Covington's a good role player, but they don't really have room on their roster for role players. Nick Batum, great defensive player. KJ Martin, unknown pretty much. Uh, and then a lot of picks, but I mean, you lose James Harden and PJ Tucker. Yeah, that one surprised me too. That's a great role player like, right there. PJ Tucker's a phenomenal basketball player. That's a championship caliber. Yeah. That's a guy you want on your team. Yes. Especially with the four offensive gurus that the Clippers have now, where if Tucker can just not shoot ever and just play defense and rebound. Yeah, so very odd move. Love it for the Clippers. Oh, yeah. And I, I guess I love it for the Thunder. <laughs> yeah, well, did they get anything? They got a 2026 first round pick swap with the Clippers. That's just what they needed. They just were like, hey, we just want, like, we don't want to be involved. But like, uh, I want a piece of the action here a little bit. Can we get a first rounder and we'll send you a first rounder? In 2026? Yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, and then it makes. That, whatever. <laughs> that, that's like a day of the draft kind of trade. Uh, straight up, yeah. I just feel like the Thunder GM is just like calling. He's like, "Hey, you guys trading anybody?" Oh, you are. Oh, oh sick. How about we? Uh, we'll, we'll, how about we sweeten the deal for you? And it's like, "Hey, we'll give you a pick swap." And they're like, "Okay, okay, just all right. Write it down. Just hang up, dude. We'll do it. Whatever." <laughs> we got a pick swap with the Thunder now. <laughs> He's like writing down the details on the chalkboard. <laughs> Put some OKC out of for just no reason. It makes no sense why they're in there, but I'll take it. Now, Clipper-wise, front runner, does it make him that much better? Should. Now you can kind of... <clears throat> James Harden, Russell Harden Westbrook. and Russ play together? Is well, it one you, where when Harden goes to the bench, Russ comes in? Could be Russ being six-man. Could be Jimmy playing two-guard. Do Russ, Jimmy... Paul George, Kawhi, and then there's uh, Vika Zubak. Zubak. Yeah, solid lineup, especially with the West. Everybody's trying to kind of starting to play smaller. I don't know. The, the that's a scary team. Yeah, because you know Harden kind of changes the game because of Embiid and that team, where he became more like the point guard role. Yeah, 
Now, if he gives those reins back to Russ, and he can just shoot like rockets, Jimmy Harden, nah, that could be pretty scary. Paul George lighting it up, James Harden lighting it up, Kawhi Leonard doing whatever Kawhi Leonard's going to do. <laughs> exactly. Russ being Russ. The Russes look good in L.A. Oh, yeah, and this should help him more, I think, too. So, yeah, it's a scary team. There's a couple guys we want to cover through week one of the NBA, one of which, Victor Wimbanyama. You knew he was going to get mentioned here at some point. Um, not having this electrifying MVP-level rookie year that everybody thought he was going to have, everybody, even tonight, 6 for 12 from the floor, 2 for 6 from 3. He had 18 points, 3 fouls, 5 turnovers. Turnovers is his biggest issue. But he also had 4 blocks, 1 assist, 8 boards. Again, overhyped. But which which isn't his fault, you know. A, he's having a what you expect out of your first round rookie picks. Which is what I anticipate. I know I said he was going to be a bum and a bust and all that stuff, but that's just me being dumb. Of course. I mean, that's you being an on-air personality. Yeah, the know? expectation was, in my honest opinion, he was going to be a solid rookie. Nothing spectacular like everybody was saying he was going to be. And I'm not going to say I was right because I never verbalized that statement, but he's doing what, in my mind, I anticipated him to do. Yes, he's meeting the realistic expectations. Yeah, and if he can get the, he's averaging five turnovers a game. Uh, that's your main concern. That number's got to drop down. If he can get those under control, he'll be that much better. Yeah, his three point shooting percentage is exactly what I anticipated. It's around twenty two percent, which is what he shot in France for all of his tenure, besides last season. He just the unreal hype. I had to counter it to try and make people come to this conclusion. And again, we can't blame Victor for that hype. Like It's, it's not, not his fault. Yeah, no. I'm not saying he was like MVP or bust. This is what I was in reality expecting. And this is what everyone should expect. No player is going to come into the league averaging 35-point triple-doubles with no turnovers, 17 blocks, a million rebounds. He's MVP. He's going to be an all-star. Like, come on. There's only one LeBron, you know? Exactly. And it's really unfair of the whole media to put that on Victor's shoulders. Exactly. The kid's what, 19? Something like that. Come on now. Very young. Come on. Also, I, we, we, you mentioned it. We do this thing where we have to be one end of the extreme or the other. Yes. He's either an MVP or he's terrible. Yeah. There's a lot of middle ground there. And it I was on the good... terrible team to try and convince these people who were saying he's MVP to fade back yeah, a little bring bit. bring it back down. He can still be like an all-star type player. Yeah. Doesn't have to be an MVP in year one. No, he's got a lot of potential. We'll just see. It's a development phase. Well, the guy I want to talk about, our boy. Is developed. Luka Doncic. Came into the year in shape for once. And you can see it already. Already averaging 39, 9.7 assists, and 11.7 boards. Playing better defensively. The biggest thing, I've watched three Mavs games. Not once 
have I seen Luca bitch at the refs like he oh. did last year. He's taken that under control. Uh, probably quit smoking cigarettes because the cardio is <laughs> going way up. It helps having you know Kyrie off the bat now. He can take some more plays off. Um, I love Derek Lively. Uh, his first game was great. A bit of a drop off since, but I think it'll be a great pickup. Luca can just throw lobs to him all day. Oh yeah. But yeah, to see Luca prime like midseason Luca in three games. It's nice. He's an MVP. It's only a matter of time. It is only a matter. And I should have picked him again this year. Because it's my same thing. Like, if I don't pick him, I'm going to feel bad because we know he's going to win MVP eventually, you know? He is going to eventually, yes. So, could it be this year? Hey, who knows? It's looking like Three, it. three games, definitely should be. Uh, Lakers and Cavs both struggling out of the gate. Cavs have had one game with Garland, Mitchell, Struess, the whole nine. Uh, um, still no Jared still Allen. Still no Jared Allen. Mitchell came back tonight, lost tonight. Um, it's been ugly, honestly. Defensive is lackluster. Defensively lackluster. Offensively, when Mitchell and Garland are gone, it's very stale. No movement. It's way too much. We we have a enough enough depth on the team where, yes, no matter what, having your starting all-star point guard and your all-star shooting guard out is going to hurt, but we should still be competitive. Do you want George Nyang shooting nine three-pointers? No. <laughs> Ever? No. <laughs> I don't. Uh, Lakers, LeBron on a minute count. I don't think he's played over 29 minutes. As expected, right? Uh, Yes, but it's also hurting them. Clearly. Because when he's on the field, when he's on the floor, it's a completely different dynamic. Oh, yeah. So, I, I don't know. Um, a lot of talk around Austin Reeves. Being After last terrible. year, thinking this guy's an all-star caliber player. He's going to make that next jump come this season. He regressed heavily. He jumped for sure. So far. Just backwards. In the wrong direction. He did a reverse long jump here. <laughs> That's a long jump, too. He's back on the track and not the sand. Um, the, the Spurs did beat Phoenix tonight. They did. 115-114. That's, of course, without D-Book, without uh, Bradley Beal still. Victor yeah, put up a uh, cool 18-8. Yeah, he saw that then, yeah. 4-5 from the strike, 28 minutes. I think that's his most minutes played, 28. Uh, but again, five turnovers. Yeah. Four blocks, though. Should not be handling the ball. I know that was one of his selling points. Well, let's be realistic. Again, that was his selling point when his ceiling was better than LeBron James could ever dream of being. Imagine Magic Johnson, but he's seven foot four. Yeah, now we're here in the real life where point guards in the NBA can steal the ball from a seven foot four ball handler pretty much at will. Guys, welcome back to reality. Come on now. The guy's got six feet to dribble. Yes. You know, we are off the mountain. Welcome back. The guy's got the longest arms in the history of human life, except maybe Volkanovsky. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, let's dial it back. Be real. Don't let him handle the ball. Not consistently, at least. On a fast break, sure. If he's the outlet pass. But do you want him bringing the ball up every possession? No. Of course not. That's not what he is meant to do. And look, Pop knows that. Pop's going to figure that out. There's no worries there. How did your team of the week do last week? Uh, The Kings... 
two and one, which I believe is what I said I was expecting. Predicted, yeah. Uh, they beat the Lakers, the Jazz, lost to the Warriors. So overall solid. Did it? Nothing really stood out. De'Aaron Fox is playing very well. Sabonis again, you're twenty and twelve every night, kind of guy. Like clockwork. Uh, no super standout role players. Everybody's just kind of doing what they do. There was one game where Harrison Barnes had like 40 points. Just out of nowhere. Which is unreal. He's it's like 20, 55 years old. And Harrison Barnes dropped 40. <laughs> in an NBA game. It'd be like in 2032 when we're saying LeBron dropped 50. That's probably going to happen though. Uh, exactly. LeBron 50, Bronny 38. It's, it's unreal. Uh, my new team of the week, our new team of the week... Is Before the, that, oh, you're, like my Clippers here, yeah. Um, I'm going to call it and say three and one. They're up 15 on the Magic late right now, but they beat the Blazers, lost by two to the Jazz. Totally shot down the Spurs, held them to 83 points. It's 2023 in the NBA. 83 is ridiculous. Yeah. And then uh, again, beating the Magic so far tonight. So nice three and one, which I was what I was hoping for. And now you're bringing Jimmy Harden. Uh, sky's the limit here. And yes, now R. Team of the week. The New Orleans Pelicans. Five-game stretch. Oklahoma City, Detroit, Atlanta, Denver, and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Tough stretch. I'm thinking three and two here at the worst. That's what I'm thinking, too. I think they can take... I think they could steal one over Oklahoma City. I think they beat the Detroit Pistons and the Atlanta Hawks. Should beat Minnesota. Should beat Minnesota and should lose to the Nuggets. Correct. So it should be four and one, especially because the whole team is playing great. I've seen comments about, which I think is over the top, but uh, Zion and Brandon Ingram being the best duo in the NBA. It's very good. Underrated it's for a sure. Very good duo, and everybody sing the Vinks praises again. <laughs> for when you're hot, you're hot. Everyone writing off Zion saying that his play style won't work, he's not this, he's not that. When he is on the floor, he is a difference maker. And it is proving this year because he is playing phenomenally and the rest of the team around him is playing great. That, to me, is a difference maker. Dude shoots like 85% from the floor. It's because you know? he doesn't shoot. Exactly. What else do you want? He dunks. And honestly, that, one of the best things for Zion was, I think, all the hype around Victor. Yeah, because the past two years it's been Zion, Zion, Zion constantly in the media. Zion's terrible; he'll never be healthy. He's fat. Blah blah blah. Whatever. This year, I haven't heard anything about Zion. Not a single thing. Not even highlights. Even no, nothing. Which I think is perfect. Absolutely. Because now it just lets his game do the talking. And so far, he's putting up twenty-two points a game, again on super efficient shooting. Because all he does is dunk. That's all he has to do. Yeah. You look at Ingram's numbers here. Uh, so far, again. 22 a game. Can't get efficient, much more balanced than that. Efficient you know? 22. Yeah. See, Jim McCollum's playing solid. It's, it's great all around. Our boy Herbert Jones, defensive legend. Love it. My boy EJ Liddell, Ohio State rookie. Getting a few minutes a game here. <laughs> he'll be, uh, he'll be worked in. Three minutes per game. <laughs> if that. Uh, so, yeah, again, worst case, three and two, but we're hoping for a nice four and one stretch. Maybe five and out. They could surprise yeah, me you never and beat know. the Nuggets. You never know. I think Zion's one of the better matchups to go against Jokic. Yeah. Just in terms of physicality and size. Big enough to tr- to 
pressure him yeah. on the post yeah. fast enough to cover him on the outside. That game's what? Probably over the weekend? Uh, I think it's one of the later I definitely ones. want to watch that. That should be a big-time matchup. Also, on the Nuggets, uh, we have a pretty much most improved player locked in. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. is averaging 2.5 assists per game this week. Up, up from zero last year. <laughs> this year. So he went from Michael doesn't pass the rock Porter Jr. to Michael Michael Porter Jr. Porter Jr. Die master. Yeah. Well, no, I just Michael, Michael Porter Jr., Porter yeah. Jr. Because oh, yeah. we'll wait for that gap to be filled again one day. Right now we have no nickname for him. Yeah, Monday night will be Pelicans Nuggets. Also, I'm glad we're talking I'm glad you brought up the Dime Master because one of the greatest nicknames ever was John Wall, Optimus Dime. Which again, I had never heard prior to like last week when you brought that up. Dude. That's an all timer though. Did you Google Optimus Dime and see if he came up? I didn't actually. He does. But it should, yeah. It's his actual nickname. It's unreal. And also starting, I think, probably this coming weekend, uh, NCAA hoops tipping back off. Yep. Buckeyes play Monday nights. Of course, not ranked yet. They will be. Mm. They'll be in there. So we'll do a full uh, NCAA breakdown next week here. Some outlooks for your uh, your Kentucky guy in NCAA hoops, right? Kentucky and uh, Dayton. Oh, local boys. Let's see here. Let's go to some quick World Series coverage. Uh, Kentucky starts out ranking at 16. Um, I did see Duke just got uh, Cooper Flag committed for 2024. They did. The projected 2025 first overall pick. So welcome to the club with the next Duke white hated guy, Cooper Flag. Maybe. Taking the range from Grayson Allen. Uh, you got to be pretty bad to be Grayson Allen level. Duke number two. As expected. Uh, number one, Kansas. Gonzaga, Kansas. Okay. Where's Gonzaga at? Purdue three. Um, Gonzaga. I'm not sure. Marquette five. Michigan State four. Never counts Barty out. Marquette being so high is, uh, is good to see. Creighton at eight. Dougie Buckets. Creighton legend. When does Gonzaga tip off? Am I overlooking them? Oh, Gonzaga at 11. Checks out. Tennessee, 9. We'll do a full top 10 next week. But World Series-wise, your boy, Kaitel Marte. Oh, buddy. Hit 16 straight games in the postseason with a hit. He's at 20 now. All-time record. Yeah. 20 and counting. By, I think... What was it before? 16? Yeah, 16 broke the record. No, I think 16 tied the record. 17, 17 broke, broke the record. Either way, he, he made sure he uh, put a, a bigger gap between him and the next guy, whoever that may be. And counting. 20 and counting. But the D-backs are down 3-1. to one. Even with the Rangers losing Adelise Garcia and Mad Max Scherzer for the series, 3-1, pretty comfortable here. Game 1 was an all-timer. Yeah. Extra inning. Uh, Rangers down 2, going into the ninth. Who else but previous World Series MVP, Corey Seager. Absolute nuke to tie the game up. And Adelise, the man of the hour, with a walk-off there in the 11th inning. The Is it first Adelise game, or Adolis? They say both. I've okay. always said Adelise. I think it's proper. 
I always read it Adolis. Yeah, I've heard both. Even just during this series, I've heard guys say both. Yeah. But either way, bad dude. Definitely. And he's listed at like 205. This man's like 265. I mean, he's a brick shithouse. Yeah, absolute tank. Uh, game two, big Diamondbacks blowout, 9-1. to one. Game three, tight, bullpen game. Rangers 3-1. Three to, three to one. And then tonight, 11-7. It was 11-1 at one point. Um, so really never that close as a score would indicate. But up 3-1, one, one more game in Arizona, and then back to Texas. Got to think they close it out. Hopefully, one more win for the D-backs, because I did bet Rangers in six. So Ooh. fingers crossed there. Last game at your home ballpark. Need a win. Let's get the job done. It's a good time to do it. UFC-wise, not much to go off of, but I know we want to talk about the fury Francis boxing match. Francis fared well. Uh, most would say Francis won. Most would say. In fact, I don't think I've seen anybody on social media say that Fury won, which is bizarre because there's always some kind of dissension on social media. Listen, everybody's a Francis Ngannou fan now because he stuck it to the man. People love that. I mean, how could you not, you know? I... And to go out and back that up and yeah. look like a legitimate boxer? I don't think anybody should have thought that he wasn't going to be a good legitimate boxer. That's all he did in the UFC. Yeah. So, it was, yes, it translates well. It should. You're eliminating his only thing that he struggled with, the ground game. And yet he still murdered Cyril Gone on the ground with a torn ACL. Yeah, well, that was just a pure. <laughs> That's like a dad playing with his kid. Honestly, Cyril Gone overrated. We've said that many a time. Oh, yeah. So, but love to see it. I think he has a bright future in boxing. Oh, yeah. I believe the next talks are Deontay Wilder. I've heard or, talks of that in the cage. I, I guess Wilder's been training MMA, which I'll watch either. But at this point, Francis, it stick with should boxing. be stand up either way. But he is signed with the PFL, so he's got to yeah. do some MMA. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't know. Fight wise, he knocked Fury down. Yeah. Um, overall, again, I think he won. But we knew if it was not going to be a knockout, you gotta, you got. It wasn't yeah. a championship fight; it was an exhibition. But you can't. You gotta beat the champ. But good news is the man got paid, Yeah, both by the organization, and then uh, I know they cut away pretty quick, but post-fight, there are a couple of Saudi guys there saying, Francis, uh, we'll take care of you, yeah. and they cut away real quick. So Good to see him actually stick it to the man, get that payday, and then back it up with his skills. Yeah, phenomenal match, honestly. Overall, very entertaining. Um, no UFC card last week to recap. There is one this week, though. Nothing great, but the main event I like a lot, Derek Lewis and Jalton Almeida, who is quickly becoming a legit heavyweight contender. I know Lewis just got arrested for speeding, like, yesterday. <laughs> nice. Like, imagine pulling over Derek Lewis. I would be terrified. He's like, hey, bro, why are you speeding? My balls is hot. Exactly. <laughs> it was like 135 and a 55. But, uh, whatever, you know. Yeah, it thinks, maybe his pedometer is broken, you know. <laughs> exactly. It's not going to affect the fight. No. Um, I do think Jonathan wins. He's super skilled, both on the feet and the ground game. But we know Derek Lewis. Maybe a flying knee part two. Ground game doesn't work on him because he just stands up. Jiu-jitsu's not real. <laughs> he's I'm just going to get up. The amount of times he's done that is insane. Oh, my God. Breaking news, actually. What do we have? The Raiders just fired Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler. Just at, now. At 1 o'clock in the morning. Literally just now. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. That is unreal. Am I shocked? Oh, wow. Uh, Timing-wise, yes. 
Did it, should it have happened? Absolutely. Uh, I should maybe promote probably the DC to interim head coach. I reckon. Wow. What an absolute. I mean, can you think of a more failed experiment? This guy's not, never was meant to be a head Is coach. Dave Ziegler the OCO? Um, I almost want to say GM. No? I have no idea. Let's, uh, let's get some investigative journalism going they on. They both right got here. canned. I like to think. He is the GM. Yeah, I mean, again, well-deserved. Like, Obviously, McDaniels wow. deserves a lot of the blame, but the Raiders draft poorly, don't handle talent correctly. And that right there is why Adam Schefter can never sleep. I don't think he does. In fact, I'm convinced that Schefter actually has a twin, so they just trade off in shifts. That'd be sick. And nobody ever tells. It's like the prestige. You've seen yeah. that, right? Yeah. <laughs> wow, okay. Breaking news, on air live, 1 o'clock in the morning, Eastern Standard Time. Josh McDaniels, no more. Or Dave Ziegler. Or Dave Ziegler, whoever that is. you know, The guy who traded away Derek Carr. I, can, I like to think Devontae walked into Al Davis's office and was like, either you fire these two clowns right now, or I'm going to have turf toe like Michael Thomas. <laughs> and Al Davis with his worst haircut in history said, okay, I'll make a phone call. 1 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> sorry Josh, uh, you're done, pal. <laughs> That's insane. Wow. Wow. Again, I mean, good for you Raiders fans out there. Hopefully. I mean, you can't hire anybody worse, you know? Give old John Gruden a call back. Get him back in here, you know? <laughs> Who knows what you Hell, do. call one of us. We'll be cheap. Give me a cool uh, 200K. I'll coach that team. Can't be that hard. Yeah, you know, comp at the casino. Maybe the Bellagio. I'll just live there. That's cool. Cool with that. I'll just tell Jimmy, hey, man, whole game plan, find Devontae. You know, throw it up there. If you miss a throw, get picked off, at least you can say, we're throwing for Devontae, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's Everybody's a happy. Everybody's cool. Josh Jacobs, just do what you did last year, pal. Yeah. Not that hard. Just run the ball, dude. Yeah. Did you forget what you did last year? <laughs> Come on. Come on, dude. <laughs> Simple as that. Use your legs. Forward. <laughs> so you're going to take the handoff, Okay. You're going to find a hole, just like run, like run at that hole, <laughs> right you know, and don't stop till you get tackled. And if you start to get tackled, try your best to not get tackled. <laughs> <laughs> and most importantly, hold on to the ball because you don't want to lose that. No. It's a big that, deal. That's like, that's like holding on to your baby on yeah. a roller coaster. Pretend, in fact, pretend that ball is your baby. And you're on a roller coaster. And take care of it. Yeah. <laughs> and ideally, you bring your baby home. Yep. Take it home. That, that line over there is where you want to go. Yep. And I expect you, when we leave this, this stadium, to have that baby you take it home, tuck it in, give it a good night's sleep, and you get some too. Simple as that. Because th- I'll tell you what, that baby doesn't wake up crying in the middle of the night. Not to my knowledge, at least. <sighs> or getting texts about it off the bat. Oh, that was you, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thought it was Schefter texting me individually. No. I... You got him? Yeah. Okay. Because breaking news, it wasn't a public statement. It was just no, 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 no. It was your text. Yeah. He, he ran it by me first, and I said, yeah, go ahead and tweet it out. <laughs> that checks out, yeah. You can send <laughs> yep. it. I just got, I actually got the call right before you texted me. You're good to go. Yeah. How about the good old stick pick of the week? I believe you're due. All right. I'll uh, pull one out of here. Go ahead and give him a little shake. You've got probably a good, at this point, I want to say like probably 200 bands in there right now. I'm going to dig in, hopefully grab something new that we've not had before, and end up with. This is an aging room, which I've only had, I think, one of. The aging room quattro. 
Um, I think that's the full name, but we'll do more research on that, of course, when we post the actual picture. Aging Room, pretty, uh, pretty cost-efficient brand. Always very good quality. I've never had one. Well-built. And yeah, for me, I think I've only had like one, maybe two tops. So, obscure pool there, which we'd love to see. My Ash for Cash for the week. I'm on a bit of a hot streak overall. Uh, my show pick last week uh, did not quite go the way I wanted it to, though. Well, actually, no, it was Rangers and Six, which has not happened yet. So, for this week, NFL-wise, we're going to go Seahawks plus five and a half in Baltimore. Cowboys money line, because we them boys, I believe. And then Jets over the Chargers. Because I think the defense is good enough to shut down Herbie and that Chargers offense. And I think Zach Wilson can get the job done against a very, very weak Charger defense. That's Agreed. 10 bucks to win like 109 which is a pretty nice payout for only a three-leg parlay. Solid. Best of luck. How about a close, but no cigar? My Cleveland Browns. We should have never given that ball back. We should have ran out the clock. Call a run play on third and three. Yes, the play call worked. But you're assuming you have a competent quarterback, which you don't run the ball. Got to blame Kevin there, right? I blame Kevin. No, actually, I really do put most of the blame on PJ. Because the check down, yeah. four, three yards for the first down was open. Should There's be a very no reason makeable throw. You should, he didn't even throw it there. Yeah. He threw it to a linebacker instead. Yeah. So. They were close. But no cigar. And, of course, bums of the week. First is the Giants versus Jets game. Hopefully, none of you psychos out there actually watch this. There were 15 punts in the first half, which is the most since, I think, 2001. So I guess you like punting. It's a great game to watch. Definitely good show Absolute outs for the special there. teams. Uh, Giants should have won, but same thing. Very bad clock management at the end. Totally botched it. And then Zach Wilson, 30 seconds to go. Had a pair of 20-yard-plus completions. Got in field goal range. Got the dub. Good Realistically, ending. Tommy DeVito is a very New York quarterback. Oh, if, if you go to a lab and build the ideal New York quarterback, you're getting Tommy DeVito. He would just be more talented. Well, ideally, that would come along with it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a semi-competent level quarterback. He looks the part, acts the part. Has the name. not play the part. No, actually finished. Uh, the Giants finished that game with, including sack yardage, negative nine yards of passing. Unreal. In a negative nine. But I believe Tommy DeVito ran in a touchdown. He did. So he had a little flash of, I don't want to say greatness. A little but. flash of greatness. <laughs> Maybe that was his Uncle Danny coming through a little bit. <clears throat> yeah. I could not stop seeing Danny DeVito on the field. There's honestly nothing I want to see more. It was the How I saw that game was nothing like what actually happened. That's a good thing. Honestly. I honestly might have saw Danny DeVito throw like 350 yards. I'm here for that. Let's be honest. Fourth and goal. Dude, Danny DeVito on the tush push? Who do you want in the backfield besides Danny DeVito? Nobody's tackling. I mean, man. low center of gravity. Yeah. Good luck. Strong lower body. Those <clears throat> legs are churning. You're not stopping that, man. Yeah. Come on time. I got to go with the Oklahoma Sooners losing to Kansas. You can't lose to Kansas unless it's basketball. Honestly, props to Kansas. Very good turnaround. They're 6-2 and two right now. Program going from arguably... If not the worst, one of the worst in FBS Division One, to now a semi-competent. We're seeing that with like competitive most teams. of the football schools are like, hey, 
We have other sports, guys. Yeah, we can devote resources to, uh, like, look at Louisville, look at Duke, yeah. both ranked teams. And now Kansas uh, might sneak into the poll by next week. Either and... way, to your final, your final Big 12 season, you lose yeah. to Kansas on the way out. That's tough. Pretty bummy. Third bum, Patrick Mahomes. Terrible showing. Flu game in the worst way possible. Whether you were sick or not, man, that's, that's rough. I get like seven fantasy points from Mahomes. Unreal. Come on now. And last but not least, fan of the show, friend of the show, our boy Jordan Poole. You got some stats here? I believe you do. Uh, I can definitely pull them up real quick. We, of course, predicted he'll be shooting 90 shots a game because someone has to take him. He is. Uh, let's see. Jordan Poole here through the first three games of the season is currently averaging 18 points a game. Not bad. Not bad at all. Three assists. Not bad. More than I would have expected. Yeah. Three boards. Solid. Where's the bad part? Well, he's shooting 38% from the field. Ooh, from three. And 21% from three. Wow. Five, yeah, five of 23. That's terrible. It's pretty bummy. That's terrible. It's like, if he doesn't turn it around, there's a bum of the year candidate right there. Ah, he's got some stiff competition, though. I know. At this point, though, McDaniels is eliminated. Can't be bum of the year if you got fired in eight games in. Uh, that's pretty bummy. <laughs> I mean, dude. it is very bummy. It's, that's pretty that's, bummy to do. It's Urban Meyer-esque behavior. Yeah, and you weren't kicking your players. Uh, that we know of. <laughs> <laughs> that we know of. Maybe that's that why Devontae true. was so upset. That is true. All right, Cam, take us home, pal. All right, guys. You know what we always say? S&S. To, to the moon! moon.